Hello everybody, welcome to the Grandest Stage. We are your favourite WrestleMania retrospective podcast. My name is Neil, I'm sat here with Chris. Say hi Chris. Hi Chris. Hello everybody. Um, feels like we've been away for a bit. It does. We are running a bit late this week. so My fault. Uh, yeah, it, completely your fault. Yep. <laughs> um, so apologies for uh, the delay, we're hoping to get this up. We're recording on Wednesday, we're hoping, hoping well we're going to get this up Thursday. Yes. Put it up later. Yeah. We? Well, if if, uh, if we're good to go, we'll do it later. Yeah. Um, but we'll get we're aiming to get up, and then we'll be back on his normal schedule every second Monday, starting from a week this coming Monday, which will be I don't know what date it'll be. Nineteenth. The nineteenth. That sounds about right. Eighteenth and nineteenth. There we Eighteenth. Eighteenth. Yes. The eighteenth. Yeah. Fabulous. So, uh, we miss you. We hope you missed us as well. Oh. I haven't missed you as much. Have you not? Just kidding. You're all right. Um, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been right. I don't know why, but today I've just been using rock gifs, like gifs of the rock, for everything <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and it's just amused me all day, and that was one of them. Um, when he was talking to Lan, and he's like, "Hey, you're all right." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Very yeah, good. that's been my day. Uh, I've I've been at work because I've got a time. job. <laughs> Not implying you haven't, but I I have. I mean, I've got two now. Yeah. Look at this dickhead. Eh? Yeah. Did have one a couple? Get a job for having fucking money a couple of weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, and now he's got more jobs than fucking a job site. A job. Uh... Keeping it wrestling related. Hey, that's what you did there. Yes. Yeah. I'm a fan of that comment. Um, we are talking a bit of nonsense because. Fuck it. Yeah. But let's talk about things that happened recently. Yes. So we're going to keep it a bit brief this week because we've got big things to go through with WrestleMania. Before we go into wrestling, um, as I like to go off on a tangent, as you know. Um, we've not even hit three minutes, amazing. Keith Flint from The Prodigy died. Yes, he did, yes. How bad's that? It's not great. Especially were you a fan of The Prodigy? Are? This is the thing, I was not. Oh. Not because there was any, I didn't dislike them, it was just not my thing. Um, I saw how old he was. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not great, is it? No. Um, didn't read anything really on like how it happened, what happened, all that stuff. They're um, saying it was a. I, from what I've heard or what I've read, it says it's a drug overdose and right. possibly suicide. Oh, okay. Which is shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. And obviously, like, um, people need to talk more. Yes. Yeah. Talk about your feelings. I think. I think this is. I mean, we don't want to get too deep here. Um, no. But I do think what's important with, with things like um, things like that is save that for my other podcast. Wrestling with your mind coming out very soon. And if you if you like cheap plugs, you'll love love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. In all seriousness, um, I think it's important to talk, but I think it's also it's equally important for people to be available to listen. Yeah. Because we hear a lot of. People pu- putting things up, and, and and rightfully so. It's right. It's the right thing to say. It's not a bad message to send out at all. But it's like, oh yeah, you should talk to people. There doesn't see. There's not always an abundance of people to talk to. So listening is just as important as talking, and, yeah. it, and it's very important. You can, if you can, make time. Uh, you know, for your friends, if they need somebody to talk to, be a sounding board from you. Don't even have to give them an opinion. Just let them rant at you if they want to rant or talk to you about whatever's getting them down. Um, and it doesn't fix the problem, but I've trust me from experience, it's a massive lift. It's a huge lift, uh, and it's definitely a step in the right direction. It's the mo- it's one of the most helpful things you can do. Somebody who's uh, uh, help do for somebody, excuse me, who's um, who's, who's struggling. Yeah, just every now and again, just text message. All right, buddy, something like that. Absolutely. World of world of difference. Absolutely. Right, wrestling. Yes, yes, yes. Let's yes. talk about more death. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
little bit, not a blessing in disguise, but I'm kind of glad we have run a bit, bit, run a bit late this week, purely because it gives us the opportunity to cover this. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, as we're recording, so that would have been uh, the Tuesday, which would have been I don't know what date it is. It's the not on my fifth. Phone. The fifth. No, it's there now. Um, yes, yeah, so it would have been Tuesday the fifth. Um, we lost King Kong Bundy. Uh, staple of the early WrestleManias from one through three, um, and a wrestling legend uh, in in his own right as well. And he's not the last time we'll see him at WrestleMania, by the way. Uh, no, we'll uh, get to, but we'll get to that in the coming weeks. Um, again, just seems to be seems to be just kind of a, a thing at the moment. Um, not a thing at the moment. That's that's the wrong way of putting it. Um, but it just uh, yeah, just uh, see, I think we're just at that time where. Uh, people of that generation sort of reaching that age where they are they're all they are older. You know what I mean? That's not and that's not a negative thing. That's just nature. You know, uh, you know we've seen it with Gene Oakland and now King Kong Bundy. Um, it's a shame. Yeah, uh, awful. Yes, dynamite dropping. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking at me as if I've done something wrong. There. No, no. Um, but yeah, obviously our thoughts and condolences go out to the family and friends of, of mm-hmm. King Kong Bundy. Um, on a brighter note, Ronda Rousey went mental this week. Did she? Yes. I haven't watched it. You haven't? I saw a clip and yeah. she was just sat on Becky Lynch and trying to pull her arm out of a socket. <laughs> I'll level with you, right? I'm at a point now where I want somebody to just fucking deck her. Yeah. Within, think, the, within the story, in real life, obviously. I think I really enjoyed her from, from WrestleMania up until about... Do you know when they changed it because Becky got hurt? The Survivor Series. Yeah. Okay. So then after Survivor Series, when everyone was like, we want to see Becky versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Then the, this build-up from when Becky Lynch has sort of like been against Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I think it's shown actually how poor she is on the microphone and like yeah. doing promos and stuff. She really needs a lot of help. I think... Because um, that... I've, I've really enjoyed what she's done so far. It works great, yeah. Um, but I think it just shows being against someone who's so good and confident on the microphone. Yeah. It shows how unconfident she is. I think this is what happens when you've got somebody like that and they've put the rocket on her straight away. Um, which I kind of get because, it, you know, Ronda Rousey, they're not going to start her in NXT and work her up, are they? She was always going to be one of the biggest stars from the get-go. That'd um, be funny, though, if they did. <laughs> might, have been better for her, might have been better for her if um, if they had done, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to develop. You got to. You got to learn. You got to grow. You've got to get better. You can't. You're not going to be. And that's not disrespect to Ronda Rousey. It's just a statement of fact. You aren't going to be that good straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been great, but she's not their level. And I think that's there for everybody to see. Yeah. Um, I've resigned myself to the fact that the one-on-one match Becky versus Ronda isn't happening. No, I'm disappointed at that. It's, it's just flat out not happening. They just refuse to do it because <laughs> the initial, the just initial, the initial, eh? the whole stick where Ronda's given the title up and then she comes storming and saying no I didn't that's not what I did put the belt down and walked off love I think that's pretty much how that yeah. works um, but they announced oh it's going to be Becky versus Charlotte at Fastlane which is this Sunday um, for the women vacant title and it's like oh okay so Becky's going to beat Charlotte and then they'll find a way for Ronda to get that match with Becky that's good that works that mm-hmm. within three minutes of announcing that they shot that idea up out the window it was like, okay, so you're still going to fight each other, but if Becky wins, she gets added to the match. Not she doesn't get the spot, she gets added to the match. Right. Cool. So that means winning the Royal Rumble means nothing. Yes. Uh, so that's good to know. Um, it's not the first time they've fucked about with things like this, is it? 
with the f- I wasn't going to swear then, and it just came out. No, that's fair enough. But it's, it's just weird. It's like the, the first time they've ever, first time I can remember, they flat out refused to let the Royal Rumble winner have the match. Mm. They've but, definitely changed it. They've definitely done it before, where they've gone like, uh, someone's won the Rumble, and then a few weeks later they've gone, here's a match. Whoever wins gets the headline. No, spot. that's that's fair enough. But then. But I've never seen them just do what they do with Becky and just go, you know what, you're not having the match. You're yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, if they were going to do Charlotte and Becky... It's to build maybe, heat. Yeah, yeah, well, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> if they were going to do the triple threat... And don't get me wrong, I would. I said this before, I would like to see the triple threat, but do it at Backlash or something. Don't do it at... I don't, think, I don't want it at WrestleMania. I want to see Becky and Ronda yeah. at WrestleMania. It's what we wanted at Survivor Series. It's what we wanted at Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it couldn't happen at Survivor Series. That's fine. Do you know it's funny... I was thinking about this. I got like my conspiracy theory on a couple of weeks ago. I wonder if Becky was really injured. If it was all part of her story. I don't know. She looked. She looked pretty injured when Nia Jax punched her in the face. Yeah. And her nose was all over the place. Yeah. She looked no, quite injured. No, I just think. I just thought. I just think the way they did it. I think they just sort of toying with that all not having Becky versus Ronda yeah. sort of thing. Um, and I think people don't give Vince McMahon and the the. Flacker about and big wigs at the WWE enough credit. I think they're all just like I think they're a bit they're a bit cleverer than some sometimes a bit smarter. Excuse me, that some yeah. sometimes people give them credit for. Cleverer. Um, I know, I know. The irony is <laughs> overwhelming. Um, in other news, Kofi Kingston was the number one contender. The Vince McMahon just decided he wasn't. Yeah, but this this I like this decision. Unless something's changed on SmackDown and I've not seen it. No, no, it's still Owens versus Owens versus, uh, Owens versus Kingston. Kingston. Is uh, that no, a... no, Owens versus Brian, sorry. For the title. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I like what I, meant. I like that. Um I think Brian's still gonna win. Uh, yeah, it's, I think I think they're going. And then I think it'll be Kofi Brian at Mania. Yeah. Which I think there's been so much push from the audience for Kofi. Yeah. So much support for him that I think They've actually looked at it and gone, yeah, we'll put that on Mania. But it's like it's like this. I mean, it's, I know it's all been part of the the show and whatnot with the new day coming out and saying it. But the right, he has been amazing for eleven years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think just because he's been with the new day for the last four or five years, it's kind of kind of sort of hidden him. And I think it's it's as much as as much success as the new day have had. I do think it's been a hindrance to all three of them because I think they're all great in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, Kofi and Big E did have a good single success before the New Day was a thing. Xavier Woods did very well for himself, although he wasn't really around as long as those guys uh, before the New Day. Uh, it, I think it was a good platform for Xavier Woods. Um, but I do think at some point, maybe not, not immediately, but I do think at some point, I think it might be best for him to sort of uh, not do a split like Shield, like turn on EQ, but just part. Mm. It, I, you know, you see tag teams do that. It doesn't have to be, a, a, you know, don't have to be a heel turn involved. They don't have to be anyone turn on anybody. Just, just do a split, and then you know, let them do their own thing. And then they've got, you've got three, certainly two, possibly three main event caliber yeah. superstars there. Um, Kevin Owens' face, and it's weird. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty strange. Yeah. Don't know how I, I don't think it'll last for long. No, I've, I've, I've yeah, <laughs> very unusual. Um, Samoa Joe is the United States champion. Boom! I'm a lot. I'm a. I'm a large fan. I'm a huge fan of both. I'd, I'd love Samoa Joe. He's really good in the ring. He's really good at promos. But I had my heart set on 
our truth carrying on this John Cena thing. It's just the thing what makes it really weird. I mean, it's weird to begin with, but he's got to be about 10, 15 years older than John Cena. Yeah. That's what's weird about it. Why? Because he's like, oh, I was John Cena was my hero growing up. Yeah, but you, you realise the character that our truth plays. I know, but it's just is a bit dense. I know, but it's the thing is, it makes him impossible possible to be taken seriously. Well, you're not supposed to take him seriously. What they put the fucking title on him for? Then? <laughs> because he's hilarious. Oh, oh he's hilarious. He, he did the John Cena thing where he's like, John Cena is my hero. I've watched him when I'm growing up. I'm going to do the open channel channel challenge. <laughs> um, so they did that for a couple of weeks. And I was like, this is fucking brilliant. They're going to carry this on until Mania. He's going to do it at Mania and John Cena's going to come out and wrestle him at that, Mania. That would have been awesome. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. But, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but we, I know we talked about this a few weeks ago. I don't know if we talked about it on here or just like a, a different conversation. They te- someone teased on a poster, Samoa Joe and John Cena. Right. I wonder if that's where they're going with that. Because he's, he, he alluded to, they did an interview and I forget exactly what he said. But he basically said something along the lines of John Cena's not my hero or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, not stupid, but something like that. And it just like made me think, oh, I wonder if they are actually going with that at WrestleMania. Mm. I'd like to, I said before, I'd like to see that. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, WrestleMania, from what I can gather, looks like it's going to be decent. Yeah, I feel it's going to be... Oops. I don't know if anything... As I say, I've not watched Raw SmackDown this week. I haven't had time. Yeah. <coughs> Apologies. Um... Hardy Boys versus Usos. Yeah, Matt Hardy retired for about six months. That was good. Um, He's in control of his celestial character now. You were going to say celestial sources then, weren't you? I was going to say celestial sources. <laughs> um, Greatest idea I've ever fucking had. It, it, it was special. Um, Check out yeah. High Spots and Chair Shots. Search, the return of Bray. Search for barbecue Bray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it just seemed a bit. I mean, they didn't hype it up. They didn't give it. They just went, oh look, my heart is back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, I, I feel like that. That's probably where they're going with that at WrestleMania. I could. I could get on board with that. That's a different mm-hmm. match. We've not seen that before. Um, are they still that good, the Hardy Boys? Because the Usos are next level. The use is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it sort of gives um, the Usos the WrestleMania moment they deserve. Because I don't feel they've had a standout WrestleMania moment Fair. for themselves. Well, I think their only main card match was last year. When it was everyone. Yeah, the six man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do I, know think, I, I do, think that would be good. Do you know what I'd like to see? Were they in the we we've talked about this on an episode that won't be released of High Spots because it was rubbish, so we decided not to release it. Um, when the Hardy Boys came back, were the Usos in that match? No, it was uh, Enzo, Enzo and Cass. I didn't think they were. They're not. And Monsieur Whitehead thought they were. Well, he's an idiot, isn't he? Yeah, we, we already know that. Okay. Um, so You're wrong. It was, uh, it was Enzo and Cass, uh, Gallows and Anderson, and Seamus and Cesaro. Right. And then out of nowhere, the Hardy Boys appeared. Everyone went mental, apart from me, because I was fu- fucking pissed off because I wanted to see the match that was originally scheduled because that would have been a really good match. <laughs> WrestleMania 33. I'm not a fan. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. I can't wait to do that episode. What did you think of it? What did you think of it, Neil? It was shit. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Some of it, there were bits that were good, but there were some real, some bits I really just didn't like. But that's another story for about three years down the line when we get to that one um, 
so we'll wrap that up because I think we've pretty much covered everything there. Oh, oh. Um, Dave's back. Dave's back. Dave's back. Oh, Batista. Yeah. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, out. <Alf>. Um, <coughs> I. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan because it's pushing towards Batista versus Triple H. What I don't like about this is what I, I, I feel like what they're going to do, and I don't know if it's as intentional what Triple H is doing or what the WWE are doing with Triple H at the minute, is having him fight these old rivals who he's got shit records against and beating them, like he did with The Undertaker. Right. But that's exactly what they did. They only did that rivalry so Triple H could win, beat The Undertaker for once. Right. And I've got a feeling if they go with this at WrestleMania, they'll do it. They'll do that. They'll, they'll, they'll have them go over on Batista to prove one because the big thing about that rivalry is that Batista won every match they ever had, which he did. Um, so it's a shame because. But if it's a good match, does it matter? It doesn't matter as much, but it still matters because it's it's you don't want it to be predictable. But do you? Do you want to go into Do you want to go into WrestleMania knowing the outcomes? Go on Raja dot com. It's I all feel, on there apparently. Yeah, I feel I know most of the outcomes <laughs> before I start watching it. This is, you can make edu- this is the thing with today's yeah. products is you can make educated guesses. Um, I was one match off winning three thousand pounds on SummerSlam three years ago. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. I was if I'd have got one match right, I'd have won three grand off a fiver. <coughs> well. Um, that's why I don't gamble. Um, and that's why most gambling sites don't let you do that anymore. <laughs> that's true. They, I've not had a wrestling accumulator for many years. Um, what was the other bit? Oh, Paddy, yeah. Paddy Power still did. <laughs> I think it was Paddy Power I went through. Um, yes. Uh, just a note on these NXT guys as well. They seem to be putting Ricochet and Alistair Black. Alistair Black as a tag team. And quite frankly, I don't want that. No. Because they're both very good in their own right. Yes. Um... Right. What about... This won't happen, I don't think. But it's in my head and I don't know why. Um, if Bray Wyatt's coming back, what happens if he forms a new kind of Wyatt family and Alistair Black's in it? I think if they do that, I'm, I'm fine with them doing that as long as they go with a new direction in terms of the image. Because what I don't want him doing is putting fucking boiler suits and sheet masks on people like Alistair Black. Yeah. Um, but I, in terms of doing that with characters, I'm fine with Alistair Black doing that. It makes sense. Uh, I would like him... I, I can see Alistair Black being involved in some form of programme, whether it's a rivalry against him or some sort of stable with Bray Wyatt. That's not beyond the realms of possibility to me. I can see that, absolutely. He's, he's tweeted some stuff out and he mentioned Alistair Black... In something, hmm. and then in a couple of tweets, he's also been mentioning Killian Dane. Right. So I was thinking, if he somehow manages to take Killian Dane away from Sanity, or maybe all of them, and have maybe Alistair Black, or not have Alistair Black, it doesn't really matter. You imagine Bray Wyatt taking over Sanity and Alistair Black joining him? That'd be impressive. Well, yeah, I was thinking if if something like that happened where Bray joins Sanity, or and maybe Alistair Black joins yeah. Sanity as well, or whatever, and then. It becomes like an internal battle between Bray and Eric Young for over, who over time, yeah. Who manages them, um, or who's the yeah, controller yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then that'd be awesome. I could see that. I'd just have a fucking massive I just weird. Want to see more from Sanity because they're yeah. great and they should be on TV every fucking week. 
Eric Young could easily be one of the top heels on SmackDown. Yes. Easily. Um, oh, last thing I did want to actually say, because okay. you talk about the Usos and WrestleMania, what I would, and again, not going to happen this year, uh, what I would like to see is the Usos versus the Revival in a non-title champion versus champion match. That'd be good. I would. Abs- I think that that would be fucking amazing. Um, the Revival went so long without winning a match. Won the tag team titles, and I have not won a match since. So that's impressive. <laughs> it's it's like the, it's like a fucking it's like a rib, isn't it? It's like they've got the revival, and they're like, let's have some fun with this. Because all you were saying the other week, when everybody was like, Daniel Bryan should be champion. Daniel Bryan is champion now. Yeah. Not the fucking way you wanted him to be. In terms of conditions apply, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. What was the other one? There was another one as well. Because that was one. Daniel Bryan was the champion. Uh, D- Dean Ambrose heel turn. Yeah. Um, and, and that lasted all about five minutes because the Shield are back together now. That's weird. It, That's now, just... I am fine with it as long as this Sunday, because I said it's one more time, as long as this Sunday is it, I'm fine with it. But they can't keep going back to it. If they're going to go back to it, fucking stick with it. Don't keep yeah. don't keep splitting them up or whatever. They tried to make a point where Ambrose attacking Rollins the way he did on the night he did one. They found out about Roman's leukemia. And it feels like they just kind of fucking swept that one at rug. Yeah, yeah. It's like, give the product some fucking credibility, you know what I mean? Bizarre. You uh, going to add anything to that? I thought you were going to... I've really enjoyed what Dean Ambrose has been doing. No, I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, the, main my, things, the main thing was brilliant. My favourite part with with it, and as, as I said, I haven't seen this week, so I don't really know what's happened, um, was when he interrupted EC3. That's kind of died off a bit. And he was like, where's EC1? Where's EC2? Yeah. And then he just... Hit on Alexa Bliss and made fun of someone. Were it Baron Corbin? He made fun of someone. Something daft like that, yeah. So um, like that, just yeah. Maybe the bit where he was hitting Alexa Bliss and like someone made a gif out of it and Renee Young tweeted it and she was like, "What's this all about?" <laughs> I quite enjoyed that. Um, yeah, just just didn't be a dick basically, but it's like the way that Kevin Owens is good being a heel. Yeah, it's sort of like they're going out to entertain themselves, yeah. and because they're enjoying it, everyone else is enjoying it as well. Mm. Like Sami Zayn as a heel, I wasn't a fan of Sami Zayn as a heel at right. first, and then I thought about why I didn't like it. And it's because he was right annoying little bastard. Yeah, but that's the point. That's exactly exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, actually, this is really good. Um, this is my point with Gabriel Kidd. Can't stand the fella, and I don't know why. Yeah, and I think it's just because he's a twat. But he's playing, and a he twat. is an absolute twat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like him and Uxley. I think they're probably one of my favorite indie tag teams at the minute. Um. I do wish Huxley would say something though. He just comes out of the air, doesn't say out, and then he puts on Twitter. There he goes. There goes Saxon Huxley. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then picture him reading a book. Yeah. Um, but I'm a fan of his in ring work. Um, last couple of bits before we start on our main event. Um, this week ends. Is it the week after? So this week, uh, so this week is Progress Doubleheader, Birmingham, Bournemouth and Birmingham. Myself and one of my amigos will be in Birmingham on Sunday. Uh, sadly, won't be able to hit Bournemouth due to it being fucking miles away. Um, but should be good fun. Progress weekenders are always decent. The Sheffield Manchester one we did back in December was top rank. Yep. Um, strong styles coming up. That's always a good laugh as that's well. That's looking good. Yeah. Uh, still not sold out. It's a big ass venue they've got for it though. To be fair. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be good. We're going to be there for. Um, for the for the Birmingham, for the, yeah, Birmingham. I can't even speak the English today. Uh, we're going to be in Birmingham on Sunday. Uh, if you're going to be about, say hello. Uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, do some autographs. What fuck am I on about? 
Um, <clears throat> no, but all seriousness. Uh, right. Yeah. If you are in Birmingham on Sunday and you know what Neil looks like, please go up to him and just be like, "Can you sign my forehead?" <laughs> <laughs> But make sure you've got a pen. Yeah. Because if you've got a pen, I'll do it. He's not going to sign it in blood. No. That'd be weird. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah that'd be weird. Um, <laughs> but yes, it uh, looks like a decent card. Looking forward to it. Progress Live is always amazing. Um, that, so, so yeah, that's got that to come up. And then the week after is one that we're all in attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, you and the other two. Yep. Uh, the Paul... The Paul and the dickhead. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you two didn't really need to make up. He needs to grow up. That's what he needs to do. Just need um, to, like, you know, have a sit down, have a chat between the two of you and just work out your issues. Work I out. Don't, there's nothing to work out. I know what the issue is. <laughs> He's a bell end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's all love. I honestly did want to get into this today. No, uh, but it's funny. It amuses me. <laughs> it amuses me that you two wind each other up so it is, much. It is amusing. Um... In a totally anyway, friendly way. Need to... Because I, I could go on a mad fucking rant about it if I'm not careful. Um, but we are going to breed. We're uh, going to the event going breed. To, that's what we I are meant. not going to breed with each other. That's weird. <laughs> no, Breed Wrestling have got their second event at uh, Sheffield City Hall <laughs> on the 17th of March. Tickets are still available. As they offer progress in Birmingham and Bournemouth as well, should just say. Are we well. going to the walkabout first? Uh, yes, I, I, I'm i happy to do that. Okay, let's do that then. Cool. Uh, we don't need to buy tickets to get into that, do we? It's just open door. I'm not sure. I'll double check. But yeah, um, so before the show, show starts at three. From about one o'clock, uh, they are doing a pre-show sort of situation where we get the merch, uh, stand, meet the wrestlers, buy your stuff, say hello, all that wonderful thing. Buy tickets. They're going to be selling tickets there as well. That's from 1pm at the walkabout. I've um, been in walkabout for years. Have you not? You're going to be there a lot of the next few weeks if things go to plan. Um, and yeah, and then from 3pm, it's the grand title of Never Fight a Man with a Perm uh, at City Hall. Um, not got the card in front of me, but the lineup in terms of who's going to be there looks great. Uh, Ridgeway and Dragonoff is going to be amazing. Uh, TK Cooper is defending against Lucky Kid, the, the defending the breed title. Uh, Spike Trevay is going to be there. Jack, Six, Jack Sex Smith is going to be taking on Chuck Mambo. I feel like we've not heard up from Sex Smith for a long time. No, he went away for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. He's had to think about what he's doing. He's grown a beard. Yep. He's now a beardy man. He's a beardy man. He's, uh, he's done some bits for like, wrestling resurgence and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, so that'll be good to see him again. Um, Sugar Duncanton's going to be there. Yeah. We, we, love, we love Sugar D. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just going to be it's going to be a great great show. There's uh, pl- plenty plenty of good stuff happening. Uh, like I say, tickets still available uh, if you're in the area or if you can make it down. Uh, likewise, we, as I said before, Bournemouth, Bournemouth and Birmingham for progress uh, on the 9th and 10th respectively of this month. Um, supporting the wrestling, because we say it every week, it's really fucking good. Um, yeah, so, any more plugs you need to do? I did want to say something. Cool. I've forgotten what it was. Oh, right, okay. Um, oh, quick nonsense question. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Right. If you could, right now, either name a breed or a progress show. Me? Yeah. Okay. What would you do it? What would you call oh, it? I don't know. I ain't got that level of fucking creativity. Because like, I was watching a TV programme earlier, and a character in the TV show went, do you want to buy a donkey? And I just thought that would be a fucking great name for a show. Do you want to buy a donkey? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I'll find I can't think. Of it. I'm okay. not. I'm not that creative. Well, over the... something daft will come to me in uh, into in, in next few weeks or something daft. Well, like the, when something turns up, let me know. Answers on a postcard, and also go to our Twitter, grandest underscore stage. And uh, let us know what you'd call a wrestling show. Yeah, or as always, get on the Breed app and send us a voice memo. Uh, you know, we will play your voice memos on the Anchor show. App. Anchor app. What did I say? You said Breed app. Get on the Breed app. They might have one. They might uh, have one. No, the Anchor apps. Sorry. Um, but yeah, what would you call a progress or a Breed wrestling show? Um, that's going to get me thinking now. That um, <laughs> quick little plug. Uh, as we're talking about Breed. Yep. Um, my other podcast with said knobhead that you've fallen out with <laughs> I know you haven't it's all just jokes um, Mitch is going to be on it Mitch from Breed one yes. of the organisers is going to be on this week's Fantastic. podcast Fantastic. Um, help me out with that, my Twitter name here oh right yeah HSACS uh, podcast podcast yeah see I'm the only one of the team of four of us that can't do this I don't know why. Um, yeah, I really don't I don't know. Uh, send us some questions for Mitch um, or Chris Raven underscore thirteen on Twitter. We'll stick it on the Twitter in a bit, but I feel like we should get an hashtag. Ask Mitch or something mad like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a chat with Mitch on high spots and chair shots this coming Friday. Probably get posted over the weekend. Uh, it's not up to me. Likes the physical distribution. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Um, cool. Let's talk about WrestleMania. Let's uh, WrestleMania seems a bit harsh. <laughs> um, okay, so it's that time again, Chris. We have to jump in that gut, that old uh, blue phone box. Put the rubbish in the back of the flux capacitor. Yeah. In the back of the old uh, silver time machine. Absolutely. Knock it up to eighty-eight miles an hour. Hit a wall and then start all over again. Because um, that's just how we roll. Uh, so. 1989, April 2nd, 1989, to be more specific. We're going back to a familiar location. We are going back to Trump Plaza in Atlantic City, New Jersey, USA. And it's WrestleMania 5. show starts with a video package of the Mega Powers, Macho Man and Hogan. Uh, just basically showing how they've helped each other out and they're all buddy-buddy and all that lot of stuff. And yeah, a bit rubbish. Uh, the women's <laughs> champion, rocking Robin. Yeah, I'm gonna use the term sings. Um, I I shouldn't. She sings America Be the Beautiful this time. Oh no, let, let's be fair. She does sing it. She's shit, but she does sing yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's not Aretha Franklin though. She's, is she? she's or, not. Um, Gladys Knight. Or Ray Charles. No. Or Jean Oakland. No, she is the worst one so far. <laughs> um, um, I agree with Jesse Ventura. She should keep her day job. See, I, that was, I think in the context of the commentary, I think he did that as a joke, but he was just right. Yeah. Um, shame, because Rocky Robin could fucking wrestle, as yeah. well, to be fair. Um, so, Which yeah. is weird, because they didn't... Did they have a women's match on it? No. No. But... they do, And we'll get to that a little bit later, but they do a bit with Sherry as well, talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. It was like, put a fucking match on. A match yeah. with them two would have been better. There's, than some... there's loads of stuff yeah. that happens that we'll talk yeah. about it when it happens. Um, anyway, so... First match. Uh, yeah, so... And I forgot he did this gimmick, but we have the King Haku. King Haku. Uh, King taking... shit. <laughs> taking on the mighty Hercules. Um, not got a lot in terms of notes down for this, but... I thought this was a great opening match. I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go on. <laughs> the blokes carrying Haku out oh, yeah. were proper struggling. The yeah. two guys at the front, they had pain on their faces that they couldn't carry him. And then he stood up, and one of them looked like his spine had just I split. Didn't, I didn't notice that. I'll have to watch that again. Side, quick side note. Do you remember when King Mabel was a thing? Oh, fuck. Yeah, and they did the, the throne thing. Turns out, two of the guys who carried him were the Hardy Boys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, wonderful. Thankfully, Kim King Mabel uh, never made an appearance at WrestleMania, so we'll never have to worry about that. Uh, I'll see what you did there. I'll see that. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> for an opening match, I wish I'd seen that. Now I'm going to go back and watch it. <laughs> uh, for an opening match, I thought this was really good. I think the first thing that stood out to me about this, compared to what we've been looking at recently with the others, is this didn't feel that rushed. No, this felt like a good solid match at a good pace. Two power guys, you know, not a technical masterpiece by any stretch. Um, and, yeah, it was great. Finish felt like it came a bit out of nowhere, but Hercules got a counter and hit his, his finishing move, which was the back suplex into a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a fan. Um, I, I gave it 6 out of 10. Uh, I originally gave it 7. But, as we'll get into a little bit later, I thought things that were better... I gave things that were better a similar score, and I couldn't justify giving those things a higher score than this, as the same score as this, because I didn't think it was as good. But I did really enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, 6 out of 10, good, solid match. And uh, this doing this podcast has reminded me how much of a Hercules fan I, I, I am. <laughs> I, I'm, I am a fan of him. Um, so I've got Hercules starts the match fast with some power moves and a couple of elbow drops. Hercules chases Heenan and Haku clotheslines and takes control, applies a bear hug. Hercules breaks free of the bear hug because he's right hard and right powerful. Is that what Zeus said? Yeah. Um, Not him, pal. I'm our son. I'll be right hard and right powerful. <laughs> then there's a back, a back suplex... Um, Hercules gets his shoulder up and Haku. Does Haku win this? No, no, Hercules, Hercules wins. wins. Uh, Just, he, I've he written drops, my notes and they're not. He drops, him, he drops him with a suplex and I think Hercules rolls his shoulder at the last minute yeah. because it's one of them moves where, because of how he executes it, it drops both the shoulders on the map, so he has to be a bit yeah. careful with it. I think, oh, it wasn't exactly this move, but it was a similar kind of thing with the, the Warrior match at WrestleMania 4. Yes. Uh, that's how he lost by hitting a suplex and not getting his shoulder up. So I've put solid opener for what seems could be the best mania of the series so far. Yeah. I will give this match five out of ten. Okay, okay. Um, so Let's it... keep in mind that that was my opening statement, that this could be the best mania so far. I think that's a very reasonable thing to expect at this point. It is. Um, okay, so I, I, ha- I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't got a segment in between this and I've this got a raucous promo. Yes, sorry, yeah. It is pretty standard 80s generic. We're faster, we're tougher, we're going to beat these guys. But Shawn Michaels wishes he had air like that now. I reckon Shawn Michaels wishes he was as built as that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got the Rockers versus uh, High Spots and Chair Shots. Uh, just kidding, it's the Twin Towers. <laughs> um, I'd like to point out that Marty Jannetty finishes the promo with saying that they're Grease Lightning like two or three times he's like we're Grease Lightning man we're going to win this match we're so fast we're Grease Lightning and it's like alright okay he's trying to make a point how's your daughter Marty <laughs> seems a bit inappropriate well um, someone should have told him that um, <laughs> I think they did and that's the problem <laughs> uh, you know. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, all serious notes, the Twin Towers, so the big boss man, and the recently rebranded One Man Gang. Akeem. Uh, the African Dream, Akeem. Um, very bohemian looking man. The best dance moves in wrestling. Hard to argue. Uh, this is Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania debut, which is pretty special when you consider how great he is considered at this event. Yep. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. Um, I thought Akeem and the Big Boss Man was a pretty strange team, especially with the added um, manager of Slick. Yeah. Then to call them both the Twin Towers, which was weird, because neither of them are, like, massively tall. They're just big. Yeah. They're just two big blokes. Um, against what gets called a lot about the Rockers, tag team specialists. Yeah. Throughout the commentary, that gets said quite a bit. They're like, tag team specialists, the Rockers. Yeah. You'd almost think that was their name. Uh, so, yeah, early show, Michaels and Marty Gennetti. Twin Towers tried to jump the Rockers, but they're too fast. They're Grease Lightning. Um, you need to let it go. <laughs> I know. Uh, they run away, basically. And then hit them with some back elbows. Yep. Uh, Shawn Michaels looks proper beefed up. Yep. If you look at Shawn Michaels, like, when he faced The Undertaker, he's quite, he's, he's toned and he's, he's, you know, he's he's got a good physique and everything. Yeah. But back here, he, he looked more like a bodybuilder type. Still fast and yeah. still, like, yeah, yeah. A, a athletic and, a, you know, good agility and stuff. But yeah. just had massive muscles. And no neck. Standard 80s wrestler, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't get Akeem the African Dream's gimmick. I don't, I don't know where it came from. Um, he was, barring a, a one and a half year spell, the one man gang. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Match starts, quick tags from the Rockers. Um, that's what they usually do, that's what they used to do. Uh, double tag team moves, like arm bars and then jumps off the top, hitting them. Um, I feel like you're going to talk about something in a minute and I'm looking forward to it. Okay. But I, a... I have been wrong about these things before, so I'm going to let you go before I get to it. I saw what it is. I've got there's a cool move that could have been done a little bit better. Janetti leapfrogs Akeem into a bear hug and the boss man then hits, like sort of squashes him in between Akeem yeah. and. Yeah, so he catches him. Yeah, <coughs> Akeem crushes him. Yeah. Um, I apologise for coughing through this entire podcast. Yeah. I've had a chest infection and I'm just getting over it. I'm also riddled with rickets. No, um... <laughs> help! Help! <laughs> That's from um, Reeves and Mortimer. <laughs> no, I've got hay fever, so I apologise. Uh, strong moves and tags from Akeem and the boss man. It seems like they keep tagging out because they can't breathe. <laughs> They're very unhealthy. Uh, Bossman ties Janetti up in the corner and Akeem goes for a squash again, but Janetti gets out of the way, tags Michaels, Michaels drop kicks Akeem and sends him into the corner with some punches. Double shoulder block by the Rockers sends Akeem down and Michaels pins. There is a point during this match. Have I written it down? Oh yeah, there's still more of this. Um, Akeem reverses into an Irish whip, goes for a clothesline and misses. Then takes Michaels out with a massive clothesline. He proper fucking takes his head off with that. I, I see my notes, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I'm aware. Um, 
Where have I gone? Yeah. Michaels either sells that really, really well, or he doesn't have a head anymore. Uh, boss man tentatively climbs to the top rope and jumps off before he falls off and misses a splash. <laughs> Rockers go for a double drop kick and then go for a top rope double kick on boss man. This is massively mistimed. This is the one. And I think Michaels really kicked Bossman in the face. <laughs> Bossman reverses the top rope move into a powerbomb, and Michaels gets an Akeem splash, I believe. Twin Towers win, 7 out of 10. Okay. Go. So, um, my notes are a lot... I, I'm starting to see a pattern. My notes are not only as brief as... Uh, no, no, it was as long as yours. Mine are much more brief. Mine get a lot shorter as this goes on. I just really <laughs> enjoyed that match. Mate, there's some things. If you've got more than one line for your notes, I'm astounded. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that very shortly. Um, so I've got... We mentioned touched on Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania debut. I was impressed with the heel tag work from uh, the Twin Towers. I think uh, they grounded um, the Rockers in the corner. They worked him over, used the size to their advantage. Um, thought it was really well done. Uh, Rockers were what they said they were. Very fast. Grease lightning. Yes. Uh, but yeah, using the speed to advantage. It was a good clash of styles. Um, uh, some some good tag moves, some mistimed things like the drop kick. Brilliant. Uh, I, I knew you were going to say it. It's fucking brilliant. Up. You need to watch it. I've seen it. Um, I was talking to the people in there. All right. Yeah, he's, he's right. You do need to watch it. Um, I, I've just got here um, and... We'll explain as the show, go, the show goes on why this almost became a bit of, a bit of a theme. But I've got Akeem killed Shawn Michaels. Yes. Um, and then the finish I thought was really good. So the counter from the big boss man for Shawn Michaels coming off the top rope with a powerbomb I just thought was really well executed. Uh, and then obviously the finish with uh, the move known as Air Africa. Okay. Uh, which is great because I don't think he got that far off at ground enough. Not things. really. Um... But he crashed like a fucker. Uh, so he's um, yeah. So that's a win. I've got six and six and a half. Okay. Uh, Ten. Uh, did enjoy it. Um, yeah. Was, was a good, was a good match. I mean, good good standard opening matches. I think. Yeah, I was like, all oh, right, we're getting proper from the off from the start. We're getting proper lengthy matches. You know. Yeah, pacing. I mean, one thing to say that that was that I established at this point was the pacing seems pretty decent. Things aren't being rushed because that is one thing that. We've, we've, and we've talked about it that was a big kicker especially for Wrestlemania's 2, 3 and 4 1 not as much but definitely 2, 3 and 4 uh, just the pace and everything seems rushed everything seems like 100 mile an hour and it's like I mean don't get me wrong it's a different time and what that it's 30 plus years ago but it's just like what the fuck's happening and I don't see how it can be that enjoyable maybe maybe back then it was but today's market it is not the case I'm afraid so next up you want anything to say on that by the way? Not on that match, no? No. So next up we've got Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. Um, who was everywhere in the 80s in WWE. He does, does commentary with Jesse Ventura on SummerSlam. Um, so Tony Schiavone doing an interview with the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and the Bodyguard Virgil. Um, standard fare, Ted DiBiase talking about as a millionaire, he's not going to get his hair cut because he has the finest barbers in all of wherever the fuck he's from this week. Um... <laughs> Wherever he's from this week. Well, Ted, right, here's the thing, right? You know, if you, I feel like you may have picked up on this. Ted DiBiase, they never announce where he's actually from. They announce where he's living this season. Right, okay. So, what was... Uh, Hyann- making his spring residence in Hyannis Court, Massachusetts. Right. Making his summer residence in Palm Beach, Cucamonga, or wherever the fuck right. it is. Um, I think he's really from, like, fucking... 
Greenwich. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's so yeah, obviously playing off the fact that he is That's clever though. Million. No, it's good. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um I think Ted DiBiase solves that gimmick incredibly well. Um, and I, one of the more underrated wrestlers of the, uh, of the late 80s, definitely. Early 90s. Something in, w, in the WWF, I think he had quite a bit of success in the other companies he was in before he came to the WWF. Um, but he's, he, he was great, he's a Hall of Famer, rightfully so. Um, I've met him. I have also met him. Really nice man. Yeah, lovely. Didn't give me no money, though, the bastard. No. Uh, <laughs> so. Ted DiBiase is taking on the barber himself, Brutus Beefcake. Brutai. Absolutely. I have a question before we start. Go. Spell DiBiase. D-I-B-I-A-S-E. Ah, oh, fuck. My I've phone, got, my I've, phone. I've, do you know from doing this show, my phone now recognises it. All right, okay, I've got it. It's D-I-B-I-A-S-I. No, it's close enough. It's not bad. And then I've got it as D I B I A S E. I should just clarify. I do know how to spell it. I've not just like. No, no. I'm just. I've got about seven different spellings of the word D B S E. Just put Ted. All right. Okay. Uh, have you met Ted? Um, I have not. <laughs> you said you had. I've met that Ted. Yeah. I've not met the other Ted. Okay. Um, so I've got again very brief summary for me. I'm sure you've got more detail on this. Classic heel versus face. Maybe not. Um, Ted DiBiase doing heel shtick Brutus you know get the crowd behind him rallying with fa- face te- techniques tactics whatever the right phrase may be uh, technically sound from both men DiBiase is, well, I touched on it a second DiBiase is just really good in t- as a wrestler um, Brutus good at what he did wasn't most renowned for uh, his technical wrestling but did really um, did a really good job in this match to be honest um, I didn't like the end okay I thought the double count out was uh, very anticlimactic because it didn't. It just felt like it. The be- it just felt like they went outside. Some stuff happens with Virgil and Brutus, and then Ted DiBiase comes out after him. And it's like you feel like you get. To, it's all sometimes you get. It's like it feels like it's been built to a point, and you're like, oh shit, they're not going to make it back, and then they get counted out. Yeah. The bell just rang. It just just ended, and it was just yeah, a little bit anticlimactic. Um, and for me. Five out, of, five out of five. No, that's wrong. Five and a half out of ten. Okay. I've got DBLC shouts at Beefcake and Beefcake punches him in the face. Uh, there's a lot of trading blows uh, back, backwards and forwards on offense from both. Virgil grabs Beefcake's leg and DBLC maintains the offense. Million Dollar Dream is put on on Beefcake, but he gets to the ropes. Shenanigans by Virgil breaks the sleeper and Beefcake goes out to fight Virgil. Everyone fights outside, double count out. Beefcake tries to beat them uh, to cut DiBiase's hair. They both run away. Not a classic match. It was all right. Five out of ten. Follow-up question. Where did Beefcake get those pants? <laughs> was it the boardwalk like last time? Possibly. Um, I loved your phraseology. Shenanigans via Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel that like they ain't going to cut Ted DiBiase's hair. No, it's no. part of his look. Yeah. It wouldn't work if he was bald or something like no, that. No, no, absolutely. So they probably didn't want DiBiase to lose, and they didn't want Beefcake to lose. So they didn't want DiBiase to lose because he needed to keep his hair. Yeah. They couldn't have Beefcake lose because he's getting a push. Yeah. So 
usually what would happen is it'd be the manager that gets his hair cut. This <laughs> Virgil. Point, manager's Virgil. <laughs> What's the fuck is he going to do with that? Yeah, Nothing. True, true. So, yeah, I think I think that's kind of why it went the way it did. Um, but, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with the finish. Yeah, I think I think that could have been better. I think it could have been a bit higher up the card. I think it could have been it could have been not so much a better match. I think the match was all right. But I think uh, definitely the, the finish, maybe maybe if it's going to be a double count, I'll just execute it a bit better. It just felt like it just ended. Mm-hmm. It's like suddenly over. Um, anyway, that's fine. That's absolutely no problem. Um, so the next point is Lord Alfred Hayes. Before you get into this, I'm just going to tell you what I've got. All right. Alfred Hayes with the Bushwhackers, dot, dot, dot. Okay. <laughs> I've got Lord Alfred Hayes. Hayes. Lord Alfred Hayes tries to interview the Bushwhackers. They talk with food in their mouths and Hayes can't keep a straight face. Do you know what I never got about the Bushwhackers? Well, or more specifically, how they were used in WWF or WWE. Yes. The Hall of Famers now, right? Yes. They are entertaining. Yes. People, when they were younger, loved them. Yes. And they are, they are funny. And they, got, they had a decent enough win ratio as well. We had been serious title contenders. Yeah. Um, I forget which... I think it was Midwest or Mid Mid-South... They were called the sheep herders. Yes. Have you ever seen the sheep herders? They were hard as fuck. They were dangerous, weren't they? They were nasty bastards who beat the fuck out of everybody. It's just a world away from. I mean, it's just a world away. And it's just I don't understand why this is what they ha- happened when they came to the WWF. And don't get me wrong, it was entertaining. It was great, and they had success off the back of doing it. But I just don't get how you get go from there to this. Yeah. It's mental. Um, I think it was just something that they came up with. They're like, oh, bushwhackers, sheep herders, yeah. let's do this. It's kid-friendly. It's Makes know, sense, yeah. It's, kids will love this. Yeah, and they did, to be fair. Like I say, it was, it was a success. It wasn't a complete yeah. flop. It was just, it's just... I just thought it was a bit mental. They, they could have been like... Um, Arn Anderson, Tully, like, that sort of thing, couldn't they? In, ter- in terms, in in terms, terms of, like, like brutality like, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. I, mean, I don't think they were ever technical. They were, no, they as, Tully, they're but... not as technical, but, like, they were tough guys. Oh, yeah. Tough guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking get onto that yeah. later. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, yeah. Um, but anyway, next up, the Bushwhackers are in a match against your favourite All-American tag team, uh, the Rougeau Brothers. Now, my first line here, I'm, I put, I'm not expecting a classic. <laughs> Um, my next line is Jimmy Hart's got a death wish. Yes. Because what's that, what basically happens is somehow the bushwhackers get hold of Jimmy's uh, jacket and they're motioning to the crowd that they're going to rip it in half. Obviously, the Rougeos are not having that shit going down. Um, so they're running the ring, they're running interference, stop the ripping from happening, the jacket lands in the middle of the ring. Jimmy Hart, while the fighting in the corners is happening, Jimmy Hart decides that he's going to go and get his jacket back and he might as well not bother because <laughs> he gets squashed he does um, yeah so again not got a lot on this one really um, Rougeau's are a good heel team I think this suit I think being heels suits them uh, better than when they were faces when they were faces they didn't seem to have too much about them they, I think this gimmick as well the all American thing where they come out with little flags and stuff um, I think it suits like especially Jock Rougeau because Jock Rougeau just has that smarmy bastard I want to slap him sort of demeanour to him when he's being a heel wrestler yeah. um, 
Raymond not as much, but he does does little he does little bits. Um, shout out to Raymond Rougeau, by the way, one of the French announcers for the WWE at the minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, not a lot in terms of uh, the match that I've really noted down here. To be fair, uh, there was a good little bit I liked where um, Raymond does a little uh, where Jock's got. Um, one of the bushwhackers in like an abdominal stretch. Rim does a little swing over the top rope, like roly-poly thing. He lands on his feet, uh, and then um, does like a little dance or strut out of Jeff Jarrett, and then does this thing with his arms and then kicks the bushwhacker. Where he like waves his arms in the air and goes something like that. You can't see that on the podcast, but I saw it was impressive. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not far away from what he did, is it? No. And then he and then he kicks him. Um, but it was like most anticlimactic thing ever because all he does is kick him in the stomach once. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so that was amusing. Um and that so I've got Rujo's good heel teams to touch on a second ago, and then I've got the bushwhackers just absolutely fucking steal it, right? Because they've had minimal off they've had minimal offence, right, if any, in this match since it properly started. But Luke gets the shit kicked out of him. Butch comes in, picks him up, they hit Jot Rujo with a battering ram, right, and then pin him. I'm like ah! <laughs> I've absolutely fucking done him. Yeah, I've all I've got down for this is Butch grabs Jimmy Hart's jacket, like you said, to try and tear it in half. Rougeau's attack from behind. Not much has happening in this match. Back and forth a bit. Bushwhackers win with the battering ram, and then they uh, attack Sean Mooney outside that's, by licking him. That's my next. That was next thing I was going to touch on. I, I, I gave this five out of ten. By the way, did you? I gave it three. Three as low as that. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, um, it wasn't. Wasn't great. It was all right. Nothing better than all right. My my next. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I forgot what the context was. All I've got here is Sean Mooney assaulted. Um, I gave him a good licking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sean Mooney's reaction was great though. When he's talking to the camera. He's just like, "You ever really? You ever get a dog that really likes you?" <laughs> I feel sorry for Sean Mooney. He gets. I think. I think. I feel like he wasn't allowed in the arena. He just, he's every crowd everywhere, he isn't he? He gets to talk to nutcases. Mm. Later on, like I can't remember. I think it's before the Macho Man. Is it before the Macho Man? Oh, he speaks to one guy in the in the audience, and he's just like, yeah, "That guy's the man. He's the fucking man, it's man." Jake, he's, it's, I, it's Jake Roberts. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Jake's the, the Jake best Robert. man. Jake's the man. Yeah, Jake, Jake's the man. It's like this guy's a fan of Jake the Snake Roberts. It was like, okay, Sean. Those two guys as well. <laughs> Full on best seventies porn tashes I've ever seen. <laughs> I tell you what, Sean Mooney, right? Not Gene Oakland level, but underrated announcer in my opinion. <laughs> he, he would do like war reporting on the news very well because he just gets so much shit. He has he'd to get blown with. up. Yeah. If he did war reporting, he lost about five minutes because the poor fucker would get blown <laughs> up. Um, shout out to Sean Mooney for making a bit of a comeback on the Agent Christian show. Uh, they did a Goonies spin-off called The Moonies, which, uh, have you seen it, by the way? <laughs> yeah. It, if you haven't seen that, get on the WWE Network and check it out. It's I forget the exact episodes, but it's two. It's split over two episodes of season two of The Edge and Christian Show. Oh, maybe not have seen the second half, actually. Um, it, I don't... I, Carlito has a boat. It's amazing. <laughs> no one's seen him on TV in ten years. No context whatsoever. He's got a boat. Yeah, why not? Lo- absolutely love it. Um... That's Carly as well, isn't it? Oh, I see what you did there. In with it today. Next up, okay, so we have Mr. Perfect. We do. Versus the Blue Blazer. Yes. So my first note is that's definitely Owen Hart. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not a secret that he was the Blue Blade, but it's just like he does the he comes in the ring, does his old waving the cape and that, does the backflip off the top rope, which by the way I thought was really impressive. Yes. Um, turns round and they've got a shot of him with a mask on, and you obviously can see like the back of his head and, and his mouth, the back of his hair, excuse me, and his mouth through the mask. And I was like, that's definitely fucking Owen Hart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't aware that the ill-fated Blue Blazer was a thing before Owen Hart did it for that little run. Yeah, for about a year or so. For about a year or so. And it was, um, to my knowledge, it was Owen Hart back then as well. Um, uh, not, I'll say not for very long because then he came, became Owen Hart, did uh, The New Foundation, he did High Energy. I know you're a fan. Brilliant. Um, I don't know how they... Fu- I, I, right, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. How the fuck did they pair him and Coco beware together? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so anyway, this one. Um, really enjoyed this. Great wrestling match. Really surprised, bearing in mind the fact that I think this I think this is because I know it was Owen Hart. Some of the things that he was doing, ag- agility-wise, were really impressive because the things that I don't associate Owen Hart with doing, like... There's a, the, like sort of the, some of the flips and things like, like the, that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. flip. Some of the counters. Wrist lock sort of thing. Yeah, did. like where he did the, the block, the hip toss with like a forward flip. And, yeah. like, and like I said, the moonsault off the top, landing on your feet and the start of the match. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, he didn't need that for his for his gimmick when he was the King of Hearts and all that stuff. Um, it's just really physically impressive. Um, this is a good wrestling match. It's Owen Hart and Kurt Ennig. We wouldn't expect anything else, really, no. would you? Um, I would like to have seen it. Sort of six, seven years down the line, mid nineties, because that would have been next level. Because Owen got so much better. Obviously, Kurt Hennig was always great and always great from day one. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll just no, more than anything, just really enjoyed the wrestling match. Um, Blazer was really impressive with his agility, perfect technically sound, big time win for Mister Perfect, um, and a great, a, a good match for the time. I think. I'm a little bit disappointed. Not disappointed is the wrong word. Let me try and phrase this correctly. I wanted it to be better, but I think that's me being a bit selfish because I know it's Owen Hart. And I think on another show, in another time, they could have main evented a, a show of that quite calibre. Maybe if they if if things have been different and they'd still been with us today, maybe they would have main evented a WrestleMania of, of time gone by over the last 10 years or so. You never know. Uh, 7 out of 10 for me. Really, okay. really, really enjoyed it. I've got Mr. Perfect is perfect at selling moves. We're, We've talked about this before. Yeah. yeah. There was a clip I saw the other day, I'm not sure if I put it in our group chat, um, with Warrior slapping Mr. Perfect outside and he just flips. It does like a... Yeah. It I, does I, like I, a, I didn't see the clip you posted, but I have seen that before. Right. That's brilliant. There's a part in this match where Owen Hart hits him with a move and he goes over the top rope with it. And it's just like, oh, this is brilliant. There's a bit... I'll not Might spo- be a drop kick that he drop kicks him over the top I'll rope. I'll not spoil it too much for you, but there's a bit where obviously next up is WrestleMania 6, which I know you're fucking buzzing for. We'll touch on that at the end of this uh, segment. But um, there's a bit where in his match where he hits the ring post. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're saying to me you won't spoil it, but I mean, I could review WrestleMania 6 right now without any notes. That's, that's um, fair. I, 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 I should have known better, yeah. Um, I haven't got many notes on this match. No, it felt like it felt... As what good as... happened was 
I don't ever remember watching this match. So I just fucking watched it and was like, this is fucking right good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, Watched it, stopped taking notes, as I've said. Um, This is the sort of match I loved to watch when I was growing up watching wrestling. So it kind of like sent me back a little bit and I was like, oh, this is great. A little bit of a nostalgic trip. Both wrestlers are fantastic. Like you said, Owen Hart's got... Like a bit more flippy sort of stuff in yeah, yeah, in yeah. this sort of character. Mr. Perfect's just Mr. Perfect. Um, hits the perfect plex for the win, I believe. Yes, absolutely. And I scored it 8 out of 10. Very, very fair. Uh, I could have easily gone up to an 8. Just want to note as well, I haven't put it in my, comment, in my notes here, but just want to note the fucking right hand that he hit him with before he hit the perfect plex. Yeah. He fucking dropped him, didn't he? <laughs> um, I'm a fan of Kurt Hennig, I'm a fan of Owen Hart. This is, this is a great match. In another... On another show and another time, it could have been next level. But this was still really good. Um, Okay, so keeping with what became a bit of a running theme for me... uh, What? (laughs) Carry on, I'm just thinking of the next segment. Okay, so uh, we saw Akeem kill Shawn Michaels earlier. Yeah. I feel like Gorilla Monsoon could have killed Jesse Ventura here. (laughs) Um, I still don't don't get why, why this segment happened. Is this the segment where Jesse Ventura gets announced and yeah. he stands up and everybody cheers him? Yeah. Because it happened in WrestleMania 4, I think. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Um, I think they just did it again. Maybe he's really good friends with Donald Trump and Donald Trump wanted that to happen. That's I don't know. possible because it doesn't happen get any of the other Jesse people. Ventura on, on, a, on a platform, the greatest platform, the greatest platform that there ever was in Trump Towers. Do you reckon if he builds the wall, Jesse Ventura's going to stand on it? I think he might do. Um, maybe Jesse the Ven- maybe Jesse the Ventura, Jesse the Ace Ventura, um, <laughs> Jesse Ventura, back detective. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's gonna go all Hasselhoff and break the wall down, like he did in Berlin. <laughs> was it Berlin? It was the Berlin Wall that Hasselhoff yeah. knocked down, wasn't it? Yeah, I felt like when we were Chris Jericho. I I felt like I was when I said break the walls down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, I feel like there were. I feel like Gorilla Monsoon not shoving Jesse Ventura off that balcony was a missed opportunity. <laughs> um, I like Jesse Ventura, but it just would have been funny, you know what I mean? Uh, so we've had Akeem killing Shawn Michaels. Jesse Ventura could have been killed by Gorilla Monsoon. Yes. More attempted at murder late to come later, but we'll get to that in due course. Next up, we have got Alfred Hayes talking to Mister Fuji. Um, what the hell is this? I get the. Right, I get the principle of the segment because they, they, they still do things like this today. Community events for WrestleMania, yeah. things are happening, it's WrestleMania weekend, uh, they're doing the WrestleMania 5k run. Sounds, right. Sounds great. I, Alfred Hayes... I don't know why, but I missed the point that this was some charity Al, run. Alf, yeah, I feel like I'm going to explain why, um, or at least why I think you missed this anyway. So it's New Jersey, it's a beaming hot summer day, everyone's dressed shorts and running a tyre... Gonna go for a for a five k run because that's what it is. Yeah. Um, now for is stood in the middle of the track wearing a suit. Yeah. Um, so that was the first thing that sort of piqued my interest. I was like, you could have dressed more appropriately, Alpha. This probably a bit warm. <laughs> Next up, Mister Fuji walks out with a, with his normal attire, his suit and his bowler hat and his makeup on because he's obviously the powers of pain manager. And then the f- number, the number, I forget what number it is, but the number for his running number on his chest. And then he tells Alfred is that he's going to show everybody he's a superior athlete. He's in great condition. And I'm just sat there. So my, my note says Fuji ain't running nowhere. So apparently he runs. He run, does the heel thing and runs before the siren goes off. The sneaky devil. 
only to be immediately overtaken by everybody. Yeah. And then it cuts to Mr. Fuji finishing apparently 20 minutes later. Uh, not a bead of sweat pouring down his head, makeup still intact, um, suit and hat all as they were. Alfred Hayes is telling him how impressed he was, and I'm just going, I know it's 30 years old, but what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Yeah, my notes on this is that Fuji thing. <laughs> um, yeah, this is obviously setting up, as you said, Demolition versus Powers of Pain. Yes. Who is Barbarian and Warlord? Correct. My notes for this, and I'll give my score straight away, 5 out of 10 for this one. Oh, are you skipping over Run DMC? Oh, shit. I mean, don't get me wrong, all I've got is Run DMC Invade the Ring. Um, I've got WrestleMania rap. That's fine. If watch like, it, watch it. It's not very good. If you like Run DMC, don't watch this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't uh, watch this. <laughs> That's the way it is. <laughs> on fire today. Uh, help. Um, now, then we've got the handicap match. First time ever a handicap match has been used to determine the world's tag team titles. It is the Demolition taking mm-hmm. on Powers of Pain. Uh, big time power match for big men. This was a bit big rivalry for about a year in the WWF. Uh, from about just after WrestleMania 4 to this point. I think it kind of concluded after WrestleMania 5 was the, was the last one. Um, yeah, big time power match. Fuji's a little bit, eh? Ex-wrestler, obviously hasn't wrestled in quite a while. It does look in decent shape, but um, as we saw later, they get older and they're going to fuck him up. Yeah. Um, yeah, my notes for this are just four big lads wrestling with Mr. Fuji. Yeah. Um, five out of ten. I really haven't got anything down for it. Um, it is just, it's it's a demolition and powers of pain match. Powers of pain match. It's just punches and kicks yeah. and. I've got a little bit more. I mean, I'm, what I will say is having Fuji in it added to the story a little bit. Uh, the powers of pain was smart. They did the use the warlord and barbarian to do the big damage. Um, Fuji got in and out and did his for the most part did his bits and got out uh, got out and, and whatnot. It was two teams that were good at what they did. Demolition were one of the most successful teams of the late 80s. Uh, Powers of Pain, without winning the titles, but were up there a lot, challenging quite a while. Um, but in the end, Fuji gets caught. I, I don't know what they called it, but it was their finisher, and then Axe pins Fuji off of it, the elbow onto the backbreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little bit more generous than you. I gave it 6.5. Okay. I'm trying to think what it was called. I don't think they gave it a name. I'm sure Demolition had a name for it. Really fucking painful. Yeah. We'll so, you any more to say on that? No. Okay. So I would like to say at this point, if you can hear what's going on outside, I apologise. I think you don't think you give this room's room enough credit for how soundproof it is. You know, you don't hear it back on the recordings. Uh, maybe not. I can hear it. It's putting me off. <laughs> um, okay. So next up, I've got. I think Randy Savage has killed Tony Schiavone. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's an interview. Well, it's not an interview. Tony Schiavone is outside the locker room, um, and he attempts to get a word with the World Heavyweight Champion. He does. And attempt is definitely the word that's going to be used. <laughs> he opens the door. I'm not sure what Savage is actually doing when he opens the door, because he's just running around shouting, and then he hears him go, I told you no interviews, and then the camera goes flying, and then we don't see Tony Schiavone for about two hours. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Um, yes. Do you have anything to add to that? No, that sums it up perfectly. Because yeah. um, we don't get a pretty much interview with Randy Savage in this, this no. WrestleMania, do we? Which is a bit disappointing, because I would like to hear him do... I think he does one on like one of the live shows before mm. WrestleMania, but not actually on the WrestleMania. Um, 
Okay, so next up. I mean, I can do it. Pretty much. <laughs> Promo for you if you want. Uh, you're fine. Oh. Um, maybe later. Um, okay, so next up, and I know you're a fan, Dino Bravo with Frenchie Martin. Right. Uh, takes on Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Uh, right, before we get into the match, Jimmy Snooker comes out. Why? I don't know. Why did they do that before they introduced Dino Bravo and Ronnie Garvin? I, think, I don't get the point. He walked into the ring, waved to everybody, walked off. Did his yeah. tang ten type well, yep. Spider-Man? Yeah. Hands. The only thing of any note that happened there is Frenchie Martin waved him off like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever the French equivalent is. Um, fuck it off here. Um, wow, that's that's bilingual there. You've, you've impressed me with your... I've got the GCSE in the thing, haven't I? Have you? I actually have. I don't remember any of it. Well, I'm pretty um, sure they didn't tell you you had to say fuck off in <laughs> French in GCSE. They might have. I don't speak the language. Um, so, yeah. Um, I thought this match would have been earlier on the card. This seems like it would have been more of an opener kind of match. Um, Dino Bravo looking pretty big. Yeah. Didn't notice that before. Don't know if that's because Garvin's quite lean. He's not, he's not tall either, is he? Not especially. He's not no. small, but he's not he's not tall. Not especially, no. Uh, deceptively agile as well. Gave yeah. Him, um, not a high flyer as such, but like his how fast he was moving and some of them roll ups and stuff he was doing really impressed me. I mean, I remember Ronnie Garvin being really good, but just like little things like that surprised me. The thing that got me about him, like the first thing I noticed, Ronnie Garvin. Yeah, is his top half was tanned, but his legs were not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> um, so I've got uh, good striking from both guys. Good, yep. good physical contest in that regard. Uh, not a classic wrestling match, but not expecting it. Um, the finish comes out of nowhere. I feel like we've got Ronnie Garvin's got him in the corner, hits an atomic drop, and then hits him with the side, the side what they call the side suplex, but it's the side slam. It's, it's a sidewalk slam, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's his move. Um, so not surprised that he beat him with a move but it's just like Garvin was in complete control and then he just yeah. hit, hit him with an atomic drop which is not exactly the most devastating move in wrestling no um, so that felt like it came out a bit out of nowhere um, I mean we're not talking Ollie Race Junkyard Dog levels are out of nowhere but um, <laughs> but it, this, it did kind of sneak up on me a little bit um, I put 5.5 for this I gave it a 4 ok fair enough um, um, like I said I was just I wasn't confused by it but like I was just like all right, it's done. Yeah, um, and I would have liked to have seen Garvin a little bit more because um, he did pull off some like impressive moves, if you, like that sort of flip pin that he did. Yeah, yeah, um, and some something else he did. I he has a match at the nineteen ninety Royal Rumble submission match with Greg Valentine. That's a really good match. Okay, definitely check that out. Uh, a little side note I've got here: Garvin has definitely killed Frenchie. Yeah. He like does, he's full on standing on his head. He does. He does the. Um, it's kind of Triple H sort of takes that, doesn't he? Um, that sort of move where he stamps on every. Oh, it's Randy Orton. Is it Randy Orton? Yes. Um, where they stamp on every, every extremity. Is that the right correct term? Uh, well, it's. I was going to say like shoulder, elbow, hand, knee, ankle. So yeah. Foot, arm. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, you know what I meant. He goes around the body, yeah. stamping on each bit, and then he stamps on his head twice at yes. the beginning and, and at the end. Full on fucking gets him on the second one, doesn't he? He does. Um, and I think this is why we don't see Frenchie Martin again. 
Maybe not. Um, because he actually died at WrestleMania 5. So uh, he definitely wants to come in there. Yeah, there, there is actually banging outside. Sorry about that if you can hear that, folks. Uh, next up, I'm a fan of this tag team. Don't sigh. These are a, This is a great tag team. We have the guys who are known as the Brain Busters in WWE. Brain Busters! Don't know where that name come from other than the with Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Um, is it not to do with the spike pile driver as they move? That's entirely possible. I didn't think of that. Uh, but we have got the great Arn Anderson and the equally good Tully Blanchard um, taking on Strikeforce. Yes. Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Chico. Chico. And uh, for reasons we'll get into in a minute, you'll never see Strikeforce again. Yay. And why don't you like Strikeforce? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, this could explain it. Um, great tag team action from Strikeforce. I'm not used to, and I am not a fan of Rick Martel being a face. No, I know you've, you've touched on that before, yeah. He's definitely a better heel. I will give, yeah. I will agree with that. Uh, I've got the Brain Busters not hanging about. Because you see in tag team matches, the heel team, after so long, will start doing the tactics, sticking their knees in the back. Arn Anderson does it two sec- about two seconds into the fucking match. Yeah. I was like, they are not dicking about. Arn Anderson also botches a face plant. Did he? I missed that. Right at the beginning. Um, I think it's Santana that grabs his head and before Santana's even jumped yeah. Arn Anderson's on his way down so it kind of looks really weird right. and awkward I, I, I did miss that to be honest I must be writing something down uh, these, this is four great wrestlers yeah, you were just too in love with brain busters oh fuck you man they're a great tag team <laughs> um, but the four great wrestlers in their own right um, obviously Anderson and Blanchard were more renowned and successful as a tag team um, Tito Santana and Rick Martel. So at this point, we were interrupted by a gentleman looking for a black panda. Uh, it was referring to a car, but uh, we took it as an animal, which made it mildly more amusing. Uh, highlighting the importance of getting your own recording space, everybody. Um, so yeah, back to the show. Where were we? So yeah, so um, rudely interrupted. I was talking. I think I was talking about Rick Martel and. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, so yeah, Tito Santana and Rick Martel were great in their own right. Uh, Tito Santana, I believe, is already a Hall of Famer. Rick Martel could easily go in there. Yeah, um, I think he was that good, especially the model Rick Martel, which we'll get onto a little bit more. Is Rick Martel still alive? To my knowledge, yes. Uh, had a little bit of a run in uh, early nineteen ninety eight in WCW. Uh, good rivalry with Booker T. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of all four men. Uh, Anderson and Blanchard, Blanchard, Blanchard are a little bit are a little bit more revered as a tag team. Um, Arn Anderson, I mean, I, I know I'm probably gushing a little bit, but Arn Anderson, somebody I could watch wrestle all day. He's, I think, he's, he's one of the reasons that I, I enjoy watching the early nineties WCW stuff because uh, they had some really good people on there. They had some shit as well, but um, but the but uh, I, he some of the stuff he does his promos. I, I honestly think Arn Anderson is the most underrated wrestler in wrestling. Right. Um, I mean, a lot of people talk about Hall of Fame inductions and people going in as part of groups to get their own inductions, stuff like that. He's already in there with the Four Horsemen, but if you're gonna give somebody a separate induction on their own, I think that's definitely a man you could do it for. I think you'll get it. Now he's been fired. <laughs> no, I, I don't think he needs it. I think I say the fact that he's already yeah. there with the horseman is, is fine. I mean, I think that's that's more than enough recognition. I don't think 
if you're in, I mean, with Flair, I get it. Yeah. Because he was already in, they wanted to induct the Horseman. You can't do the Horseman without Ric Flair. But for everybody else, Pop Shawn Michaels with DX as well. But I don't think anyone else, it really, it's really merited. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, I think I'm rattling on a bit here. Um, I'm just getting wound up because I can really hear that and it's putting me off. Oh, yeah, all right. Anyway, so this is a fast-paced match. Really good uh, level of level of match. Um, Santana absolutely wipes out Martel with a flying does. forearm. I, uh, I was thinking when he hit him with it, it was like, ooh, <laughs> maybe he hit him a little bit harder than he wanted to with that. <laughs> well, you didn't want to hit him at all, did he? <laughs> well, no, but obviously it was set up for him to do it that way. Yeah. You know, sorry to break kayfabe and everything, but... It's thirty years, thirty years old this year, mate. I think we're we're all right with it. Yeah. So, Martel leaves. He does. That's my next point. Just ups and leaves. Uh, Santana tries to fight the good fight. He gets outnumbered by the greatest tag team of all time. <laughs> what the fuck, <laughs> right? Is that strut thing that Tully does? Oh, that classic Tully Blanchard. That. That's just weird. It's, it's, it's bizarre, but that's just him all over. It used to. He, you, if you ever see him do like singles stuff, especially when he was in. I want to say the NWA. I don't think it was in WCW. In the NWA, when he was the United States champion, having matches with like Magnum TA and stuff like that. Oh, it, oh, he fucking did. It was amazing. Um, another massively... I mean, like I say, he's in the whole thing with the Horseman, but another massively underrated wrestler in his own right, Tully Blanchard. Um, so the Busters eventually get older Tito and hit him with a spike pile driver. Um, it's a good match. I, I enjoyed it. Um... I get why they did it, and it tells does tell a great story. But I think it sort of takes away from the match as a whole, um, the the Martel thing. Uh, so that reason I gave it a bit lower than I would like to have, but I thought six point five was fair. I gave it six. Cool, cool. Straight away, Martel speaks to Mina Gina Okalanda, um, and Gina's just teeing it up completely, just like Rick Martel. What are you doing? You left him high and dry. How I love how Mean Gene just. Laid into people, just tease them up, doesn't it? He? he sets the scene for everything. Um, and I think that's why he was as great as he was. Uh, have you seen the documentary on the network, by the way? Not yet. Oh, it's really good. I'm waiting to have a few documentaries to watch, and then when I've got some time, I'm going to watch the Progress Osprey Havoc documentary. Yes, I haven't watched that. Yet. Uh, I'm going to watch the Mean Gene Oakland one, and I'm going to watch the other one that's on there. Mark Henry. Yes, that's very good. I know you said you're not a massive Mark Henry fan. You guessed it, the Panda Hunters returned, uh, clearly not managing to find their mythical beast. Uh, we were of no help to them, we just wanted to record a podcast for you guys. Um, so yeah, thank you for your, uh, again, apologies for the uh, for the gaps, but uh, sometimes these things happen, so, you know. Anyway, on we go. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, you've got, some, you've got some editing to oh. do. <laughs> Apologies in advance, guys. Uh, if there's a bit, if the audio's a little bit choppy uh, on this. Um, I know you say you're not a massive Mark Henry fan, but that is. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit biased because I am a fan. Uh, but that's a really good documentary as well. It's, yeah. it's just fascinating to see where where he came from. And, it, and what's really good as well. And I have heard him talk about this when he was on uh, Chris Jericho's podcast a while back. But it does explain why he legitimately is the world's strongest man. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, if I know you've not seen it, any of you guys listening haven't seen it, should definitely check it out. Along with the Mean Gene Oakland one, and I know it's been up a while, but as well, I know you've seen it. Now, Nigel McGuinness's yeah, story the Nigel McGuinness one is amazing. So they're all they're all so good. The, the production value on the stuff they do on the network is really good. It's yeah. it's amazing. Um, 
And so, also, as we mentioned last time, the uh, the Andre one's amazing as well. I still haven't seen it. Watch it, it's good. Is that the HBO one, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, not watched it as yet. Um, so, um, anyway, Oakland is talking to Martel. This is where the model is born. Yes. Um, you, you see it, he's basically, he's had enough for Tito Santana. He didn't want up to do with him to begin with. Um, and he's... Uh, and he's done with him, and then we see, we, and then you see, he becomes the model, and it sort of takes off from there for him. Okay, so sorry, most <laughs> Before we get into the next, I'm cold. I'm sick of it. <laughs> so the fin- the finish of that match is the last rest, last bit of wrestling we see for a considerable amount of time. It isn't it? Yeah. This to me was like, I, d- I don't. I would have understood if they'd have done. Cause we'll get on to this in a minute, but there's there's a section of an old Holds Bard film, and there's a Trump interview, and there's a Jesse Mar- uh, Jesse Ventura promo, and then there's a Mega Powers video before the next match. But I would have understood if they'd have done all that sort of stuff while they were setting up the Piper's Pit. Yeah. But they do Piper's Pit first. Yeah. And then we get all this stuff, mm. and I don't know if it's because they had to clean up or whatever. I've I've no idea because went... it's entirely possible. I didn't think of that in offense. Yeah. That does make sense. Um, um, but it's it is a long while before we feels like. A, I mean, I, I checked. It's about twenty minutes to half an hour. Yeah, uh, felt longer if I'm being honest while I was watching it. Um, so my notes here aren't the most concise. I'll be honest with you. I don't think you can make concise notes about what so happens here. I've I'll read what I've got. Yeah, and I feel like this is a fair summary. Right, I'll read what I've got, because it's one line. Okay. Piper's Pit, I have no idea what's going on. What the fuck was that all about? Um, okay. I've got... Bruce Prickard has had a breakdown. Yes. Morton Downey is a bit of a prick. Yes. Piper is going to kill somebody. Yes. I enjoyed bits. Most of it was weird. You wouldn't get away with this today. Certainly wouldn't. No. Uh, I enjoyed the ending. The ending was quite funny. Yeah. The ending was quite good. Um, but there's a, there's a phrase in the middle of it um, when Piper asks for a cigarette. And he goes, yeah, sure, I'll give you a cigarette. And Piper says something which I'm not going to repeat. And I just thought, yeah, you ain't getting away with that anymore. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, I haven't rated that, that because, quite frankly, I didn't see point. Um, nope. So I've got... <laughs> so I know. I think at this point, I think I got fed up there was no wrestling. My notes just went into a bit lackadaisical. So I've got, Noel's Bob was all right. Donald Trump has always had shit hair. <laughs> I thought Noel's Bob is an awful film. I didn't like it. I've got it on DVD. It's it, not great. It was, like, like I say, it's all right. I'm definitely not going any higher than that. No. Uh, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump's always had shit hair. Who's, Next- in, who's interviewing Donald Trump? Sean Mooney, wasn't Sean it? Mooney's interviewing Donald Trump. So, Mr. Trump, this is the second year we're back at the uh, Trump Plaza. Trump Plaza, yeah, greatest, greatest plaza ever. Gonna build a wall. <laughs> Next up, I've got Ventura is gonna kill Hogan. Ventura loses his shit. <laughs> yeah, and then I put that should have been the SummerSlam main event. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if they were supposed to be building up to Ventura coming back. They. I don't think they ever really properly built up to it, but in comment on commentary, a lot, a lot they tease it. Yeah. Because um, um, he went to be the mayor of somewhere, didn't he, or the governor of somewhere? Yeah, Minneapolis. Was it? Yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with him not 
wrestling again or whatever, but I don't know. I don't ever remember him having a wrestling match. He was a, it was quite a while back. Uh, I mean, he was on commentary on WrestleMania 1. That's how far back yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I think he was the first person to call Gene Oakland Mean Gene as well. Uh, I believe. I believe. I could be wrong on that one. Um, Mega Powers video. Yes. Uh, it's a good video package, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. It tells the story quite well. Um, it's just it's weird how it goes. And Oakland says it in his interview with Hogan. Um, which we'll get to in a second as well. Because there's still that to fucking come before we get to the next wrestling match. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and that's not a short interview either. That goes no. on for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, so this is a good video package. Uh, you know, what a difference a year makes, I think is the most ap- apropos statement you could make regarding this. Um, you know, they have the SummerSlam match where they take on Andre and DiBiase. Uh, the thing with the... They had a bit of a mini rivalry with the Twin Towers. You see a lot of video clips of him fighting the big boss man and Akeem. Um, and then something happens and Savage just goes fucking mental. Savage goes savage. He is, yeah. Well, not fucking Randy Savage, uh, Randy Man, Matthew Savage, or whatever yeah. his name were. Randy Man. Fucking Randy Man. I'm not living that down, am I? Randy Man, Randy <laughs> Savage. And Ricky the Dreamboat. Ricky the Dreamboat was another good one. <laughs> uh, See, I, there's no there's no complicated names in this one. That, to, there's no complicated names on them ones, you fool. <laughs> um, yeah, so... And then it goes to Gene Oakland and Hulk Hogan. Uh, and I've just got here, Hogan goes off on Savage, basically about what happened. Um, and I, I talk about this in my notes for the main event, and I've said it before. Revisiting these, in fact, as, as a Hulk Hogan... I'm going to use the word fan, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Revisiting these makes you appreciate, and I'm not talking about personal politics about what he has or hasn't done in real life in the real world now I'm talking about as a fan watching wrestling right yeah if we're going to review wrestling of a time yeah we shouldn't take into context things that he does later on in life yeah like his awful WCW work (laughs) well I mean, I've talked about some of... I mean, we'll not, we'll, we'll not digress too much, but I've talked about some of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that, stock in 97 being a prime example, is actually really good. It makes you appreciate... Technically, he was never the best. No, was, of course not. Technically, he was fucking dreadful. But he's just so good at telling a story. He is a and story that, type of wrestler. And that's what makes him so good. And that's what made that match with Andre at WrestleMania 3 wasn't a classic... But considering what kind of style and what kind of wrestler you've got there, that's what made that as good as good as it was. That could have been an absolute fucking train wreck. It's not the greatest match in the world, but between them, they made that, they made that work because they because two you got two greats. Um, and it's just proof that you don't have to be a solid technical wrestler to be able to sell sell a main event. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I think people put too much emphasis on things like that these days. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, so for me, at this point, this was the turning point of the pay per view for me. This right. is the point where I, I through all that, I don't think we're there. I know what you're getting at. I don't think we're getting there. Through all the promos and video packages and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, come on, I just want to get on with this. Yeah. I want to. I think maybe if I sat down and watched it without trying to review it or write notes about it and stuff like that, possibly. I mean, I would have. Just yeah. sat and gone. All right, yeah, and ignored the fact that this there isn't wrestling for a see, bit. See, I don't know because I wasn't. I I think I think once we got to I think after after Piper's pit, I, halfway through Piper's pit, I was just like, 
let's just, I'll just I'll not, I'll put some proper notes when we get to next match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, my next note is there's not been any wrestling for quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, next up we've got Andre the Giant taking on the Snake himself, Jake Roberts. Jake's the man, mate. Jake's the best. Uh, it was good. I, I was a fan. Um, Big John Studd Big is the John referee. Big John Studd is the referee, yes. So with this, straight out of the bat, Andre dominates Jake. He's big, he's strong, he's going to kick the fuck out of you because yep. he's the giant. That makes sense. That's absolutely fine. Um, Jake turns the tables, gets a bit of momentum, ties Andre up in the ropes. This happens all the time. Isn't it? I was this just like about a, to say exactly This is that. an Andre go-to sort of move. I was just about to say this. I was like... Does he have a balance problem? You know. What I mean? <laughs> well, he's like, a giant. What? He's a giant. Well, Big Where, Show don't fucking do it. Wherever he falls, he's going to get caught up in the ropes. <laughs> I think Big Show's done it a couple of times. Not not as often as Andre. No. Did it? Um, I think Andre's done it at every Mania. I I think he's done it in every match I've ever seen him have. <laughs> I, honestly, apart from the Battle Royal. In fact, no, he does it in the Battle Royal. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jim Nidal, the greatest elimination yes. spot ever. Kicks him to the face in the middle of the ring. He runs and jumps off the top. Rope. Amazing. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of I watched Mortal Kombat the other night. Oh Christ! Uh, the bit where Johnny Cage is doing the filming right at the start, and he punches the guy, and he doesn't move, and he goes, "This is the part where you fall down." And then the guy just goes, "Oh!" and then jumps on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat. Bit corny, still great film. I do love both of them. Both of them. Yeah. That's a controversial statement. Why? Because the second one's generally a bit shit. It is, but <laughs> I haven't I, seen it for a long time. When I watch, when I, I've got both of them on DVD. So like, okay. if I want to watch the Mortal Kombat films, I'll go right. I'm gonna fucking watch both of them. They're an hour and a half each. Yeah. And the reason I want to watch them is because they are a bit shit, aren't they? Yeah. The the, the first one is because the first one I watched. I mean, watching when I was quite young when it first come sort sort of first come out. Um, and I'm just thinking, oh, this is amazing. I'm a Mortal Kombat fan as well, yes. obviously. Um, this is a fucking left turn, isn't it? Um, well, fuck it, we're committed. Um, it's all right, I can bring it back. It's okay, we'll get there. Um, and I watched it last year. I got a copy of Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, I watched it last year for the first time in quite a while. I think I've still got a VHS at home, VHS copy at home, actually. And um, I just remember thinking, this is a bit shit, this. But then I, stuck it, <laughs> I, stuck, I, st- I watched it with my sister uh, the other day, and... Um, because she great wanted to watch it for some reason. Like, whatever, I'm, I'm up for that. No problems. What stuck it out to the end? I was like, you know what? It weren't shit. It's corny as fuck. Oh yeah. But it's not shit. Uh, it's it's. I I liked it. Um, and I haven't seen Annihilation for quite a while because I want to get a Blu-ray copy. But my memories of it don't hold it in high enough regard for me to pay what the internet wants me to pay for yeah. it so I'm, I'm holding out on that. that I'm holding out for that one at the minute I mean Christopher Lambert as Raiden is amazing yes um, I can't remember the guy off the top of my head I can't remember the guy's name who plays him in the second one it's not it's not Christopher Lambert it's not it? Christopher no. Lambert in the second one it is um, oh, it's going to do my head in what his name is I can't remember I, don't know, I um, but he's just not as good as Christopher Lambert he's not no um, um, but Again, it's 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 all right. I feel like they tried to shoehorn too many characters into it. I think that was one of the things. Yeah. It's better than Street Fighter. It is better than Street Fighter. Street Fighter is shit. Street Fighter is shit. Um, um, yes, I'll tell you what's shit but good shit. Super Mario Brothers. I didn't like it. Didn't you? No, I wasn't a fan. It, it is shit, but uh, it's, it's like that level of shit where I actually find it amusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still on Mortal Kombat, though. 
Um, Mortal Kombat 11 is soon to be released. End of April, looking forward to it. Um, Sonya Blade is going to be played by Ronda Rousey. Yes. Uh, Jade is going to be played by Selena Vega. Is she really? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Um, oh, what's the guy called? The main bad guy. Shao Kahn. With the skull, mask. The skull mask. Yeah. Shao Kahn. Um, new day guy. Xavier Woods? Xavier Woods. Really? Yeah. They've all done the... Um, I don't think he's got a deep enough voice for it. They've all done the character yeah. faces. You know, oh. when they... Yeah. What they call it? Animation? The, I, where they motion, put the ca- motion, motion caption. caption. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, they've done that. I think maybe Kofi Kingston's someone in it as well. They've basically okay. hired a load of wrestlers. Well, no, I'm not going to argue and, with that. Um, um, they're going to be in the game as them. I don't know if they've done the voices, but they're going to look a little bit like the wrestlers. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I did not expect to get that left a turn, but I do like Mortal Kombat. Um, back on wrestling, though. What? Back on wrestling. We are back on wrestling. Well played. Um, I told you I could do it. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so this is a slow-paced match. We're back on Andre and Jake, by the oh, way, right, for okay. anyone lost track. Um, this is a slow-paced match. Not to, be su- not to be too much of a surprise, Jake's not exactly a high flyer. No. Nope. Um, and Andre... Is obviously the giant. Yep. Um, so I've got, unsurprisingly, this is a pretty slow match. Andre dominates. Yep. Jake gets a bit of offense and then Andre gets tied up. That's where we left the match. Yeah. Uh, John Stud and Andre get into it a little bit and the million dollar man interferes. Jake the Snake does a shooting star press to win the match. I wish that was what that happened. That does not happen. <laughs> I've just made that up. I wish that was <laughs> I would have gone to get out into that and give Jake the Snake a shooting star press. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> so I've got just after I've got obviously a slow pace match. Andre goes after Big John Stud. Fuck knows why. We never did find out what happened to that turnbuckle pad either, did we? No. <laughs> um, George the Animal Steel ate it. That's, that's <laughs> as good an answer as I've got for you. That's the worst bit about that. So yeah, Andre goes after Big John Stud. Ted DiBiase steals Damien. Shenanigans everywhere. Yes. Jake wins by DQ. Big fucking win for Jake Roberts, because even yes. though it's a DQ, he's beat Andre the Giant. Um, still don't get why Andre went after Big John Stud. I know they've got previous, but that was five years ago. Got previous. I think you've got to let it go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I thought, all things considered, this was an alright match. Uh, see, this is if you're going to do a DQ ending, this is the kind of way you should do it. I think it made a bit more sense. Um, you know, it all kind of went up, spiraled a bit out of control, but they got a semblance of order, and we did have a winner. Uh, and I gave that I gave it 6 out of 10 yeah I went for initially I went for a 4 but I think I'm going to give it a 5 because it wasn't actually that bad I think the fact that I was bored through the other bits and then this was a slowish sort of match annoyed me but thinking about mm, it makes sense I, I think that, I'm yeah. going to I think I'm going to give it a 5 yeah um, off on a tangent a little bit again uh, the other day I watched a Joe Rogan podcast on YouTube All right, and it was Jake the Snake Roberts yes I haven't watched that one yet no, um, is it good he talks massively about Andre the Giant yeah and how much he loved because he used to drive Andre the Giant around apparently yeah. talks about road stories about this well, sorry go on sorry uh, yeah talks about road stories about hanging out with Andre and like what he was like as a person yeah and Jake the Snake's just like Andre was the biggest prank practical joker you'll ever meet yeah uh the video that i watched was in different sections so i don't think i watched it in chronological order um and the only bit at the moment i can remember is him talking about how many beers andre drank and then 
um, there was a part in a lift where everybody got in this lift and Andre was already in it and he yeah. wanted to ride in the lift alone so he just farted and everyone was like get out everyone just get out <laughs> and Andre just stood in the lift going ho 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 <laughs> do you know on um, Joe Rogan's podcast when he has people like that on I think one, one of the reasons I don't listen to his podcast all the time is because not because it's bad because it's not it's really good but sometimes with the guests they have because obviously it's a lot of MMA stuff the subject matter is not always the most appealing to yeah, me yeah. so when he asks people like Kurt the Snake Roberts Diamond Dallas Page um, the Jesse Ventura one he did was great um, that gets me interested so I like to listen to those ones um, it doesn't always keep me interested when it's the UFC guys not because it's bad but I'm just not the biggest MMA fan yeah um, but yeah check out Joe Rogan's podcast you might uh, you might enjoy it you never know um, it is very good. Um, so, Tony Schiavone is alive. Yay! Uh, he interviewed Sensational Sherry. Sherry doesn't like Robin. I feel like it's a missed opportunity to have a match. Yes. There's a lot of shit that happened before, as we just talked about. Yep. Could have had a match in there. Mm. And I feel like uh, I'm not gonna. I feel like there's a couple of matches in the next few minutes we're gonna cover that this could that could have easily fucking replaced. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Hammer and Honky. Yes. Versus the Heart Foundation. While you are doing that, I'm going to allow you to talk about the match. I'm going to go out of the toilet. Okay. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> brilliant. Um, so... Hammer, uh, Hammer and Honky. Greg Valentine and the Honky Top Man, sorry. Um, bit of a weird pairing. Rhythm and Blues. So they had a bit more of a proper run a little bit later down the line. I thought mid to, mid to late 1990. Um, but this was the first time seeing him as a pair. Um... Looked a bit weird coming out. Uh, Honky Top Man didn't have a guitar. Uh, and Greg Valentine just looked a bit pissed off, really. Um, not really sure about that team uh, to, to start off with, but uh, the Hart Foundation, great. Uh, Neidhart and Bret Hart are you know, fantastic. They're one of the great all-time teams. Um, and this was a good match to settle a, uh, to settle a bit of a running story. So the Hart Foundation, obviously, formerly of uh, Jimmy Hart's stable, and they were, for whatever reason, sold out. He sold their contract uh, to the Rougeau brothers. Um, so that's how the Rougeaus became heels and the Hart Foundation subsequently became faces. They had a sick... I forget who the third man was on the Hart team, but they had a six-man, two-out-of-three-falls tag team match at the Royal Rumble uh, against the Rougeaus and Dino Bravo. Um, I think it might have been Jim Duggan, but I'd need to, I'd need to check that. Um, but yes, that was... Uh, um, that that was the lead up to this match. Uh, so the Hearts are great. Just said that. Um, wasn't too sure about the Hammer team as I mentioned before, but they definitely got better as the match went on. Not too much of a surprise when you've got guys like um, Greg Valentine. Greg Valentine, I've said before, there's a place for someone of his style in today's wrestling. Uh, the Honky Tonk Man, not the greatest um, technical wrestler, but still pretty decent. Um, yeah, so he uh, uh, went. They went on and had a decent uh, sort of match. And uh, yeah, so it was a really good technical match, and they might um, sort of trading blows. The Hearts steal a win uh, using the megaphone, and they um, got the victory. And I'm glad you're back because I was fucking dying there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in fact, if, if, apologies for the last two minutes, listeners. Um, but I just me just yammering on about why uh, I thought Greg Valentine was all right. <laughs> okay, I uh, I just really need to go. Sorry. Um, I've never seen Greg the Hammer Valentine smile. 
that's one of the things I said he couldn't come back in with the most for. Honky Tonk Man in the Hall of Fame this year? Yes, yes. Uh, I think deserved. Yeah. I think uh, one of the, not, I would say not technically the great, greatest, but um, good good performer. Calls himself the greatest in a continental champion of all time. Was definitely one of the longest reign for quite a while. Um, I watched the match on YouTube the other day when he won it from Ricky Steamboat. Uh, <coughs> it was a bit shit to be honest. Okay. Um, but, uh, but he held the title for quite a while before losing it to the Warrior. Um, yeah, so just saying, this was. A, I wasn't sure about the t- the pairing for the heart uh, for the, hon- the honkies. For <laughs> rhythm and blues. Rhythm and blues. Yeah. Um, but they got better as the match went on. Uh, this turned out to be a really good match. Uh, we got four good guys in there. That's not a surprise, really. Heart steal the win using uh, Mouth of the South tactics with the megaphone. Yep. Um, I gave it 7 out of 10. I enjoyed it. Okay. I always wanted Hitman star glasses when I was a child. <laughs> um, I bought some. If you if you was in Sheffield, um, probably, I'm going to say up to like 98. May, it may have gone sooner than that I'm not sure but definitely it was in definitely in the 90s um bottom of Fargate in Sheffield there was a massive roundabout and it was called the hole in the road yes and it's where you could go underground yeah and you, you got to different parts of Sheffield when by you walk down from Fargate with a wind in your ass yeah. do you know that yeah it's my yeah. mate's song. Yeah, it's, it's quality. It's gonna yeah. charge us for you singing that. What? No. <laughs> oh, what was the other one we did a few months ago? Oh, we do. It cost a pound. That cost way. a pound. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Big Sean, stealing your songs. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a man under the hole in the road, selling yeah. Bret Hart glasses. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. He also sold lighters and knockoff, whatever you wanted. I think. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit dodgy. It was one of those that if the police walked down, he legged it. <laughs> um, so I bought some. They broke an hour later. Devastated. <laughs> um, yeah. Match starts. My notes are the match starts. A couple of atomic drops from the Hitman. Double teams from Honky and Valentine. Valentine does something weird with a shin protector. Brett takes the brunt of the beating, uh, being in the match the most. While the Rhythm Blues do quick tags. Anvil tags in, changes the match completely. Megaphone gets thrown in. Brett hits Honky. Faces win by cheating again. The other thing I picked up on here, there were a couple of instances. I think it happened in the Rougeau Bushwhacker match as well. Mm-hmm. Does the referee get to three before they break the pin up? Yep. He does. It's just. Yeah. Because it happened in the Rougeau's match as well, didn't it? Yes. Um... I did quite like Bret Hart's execution on the pin for the excellence of execution. Yeah. Um, where he like hits, hits Honky Tonk with a megaphone and just stares at Greg Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> made, better, made better by the fact that Valentine's coming towards him to break the pin up while this is happening. Yes. Oh. Yeah, the pin was weird. I agree with that, the pin was weird. So, bearing in mind, I although I have seen this previously to our rewatch, I, it's been a while since I've watched it, I thought that this next match was the last match before the main event. Yes, the way I they, expected the, that. The way they hyped it up, the way the, the way they promoted it, and the way it was put forward, so it might be. Kind of get it. Um, we, it was the Intercontinental Championship match. Yes. It was the Ultimate Warrior versus Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, Warrior, physical without being explosive in the early going. Yep. Um, not a technical marvel, we all know that. Uh, Rude sold his back injury I thought 
imp- extremely impressive. Yes. I haven't noted this down. Is this the one where Warrior picks Rude up and throws him when he can't carry him? Is it this one? Yeah, it's it happens a little bit later. Um, what I've got is Rude starts like a promo thing, calling everybody Atlanta sweat hogs, which is a great insult. Uh, then tells like all the women that they're going to fancy his body and that stuff. Then he takes his Standard robe off. Standard fair for Rick Rude. Yeah, R- Warrior runs down, jumps straight in, starts beating on Rude. Bear hug. Um, obviously, it's just help with the back injury angle yeah. sort of thing. Um, Warrior then picks him up for a power slam and then just falls forward. He like runs and falls forward and slips. Like loses his footing, then just loses yeah, his control. And he almost it? throws him out of the ring. Yeah. He almost goes through the middle ropes yeah. and it, it looks quite bad. Um, there's a couple of times where he throws Rude into the corner posts. Hey, yeah. And Rude lo- fucking throws him, doesn't Yeah, he? and Rude's just like. Argh. Um, there's a bit with Bobby Heenan where the camera cuts to him and he's getting something out of his pocket. Yeah. And then we never see what that is and it's never explained and it's never used. Does it, Monsoon mentions it, doesn't he? He goes, what's yeah. he doing? He's doing yeah, yeah. in his pockets, yeah. <coughs> and um, then nothing. And then nothing. Nothing. Um, so Warrior does the whole exploding to life, starts running, shoulder blocks, clotheslines, all that business. Yeah. Goes to the big splash, does not get the big splash. No, nope. gets the knees, almost to the midsection, but his his aiming's a bit off, so he could have just not yes. hit him. <laughs> um, wasn't the best wrestler we'd ever seen, to be fair, on it on retrospect. Ultimate Warrior was it? No, he's not. Um, I mean, we we always knew this, but I think it becomes more the, as time progresses, it becomes more apparent. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is quite clumsy. He's never going to be the best technical wrestler, no. or never was going to be the best technical wrestler. Um, He's going but, on to bigger things next year, though. Oh, I can't wait. Um, Should we get wired in for that? No, because I actually want to talk about it, and that's, that's I don't fair. want to punch him in the face. That's fair. Um, and yeah, it's just... I don't know why, but I, I know he's a shit wrestler, but I love him. <laughs> I think that's synonymous with a lot of these guys from the 80s, though. I mean, there are some guys who, like, we talked about Greg Valentine, Rick Rude, are great wrestlers... But it wasn't about being great wrestlers back then. It was about you know big characters and stuff. Yeah, and that's why I think Bret Hart, although he had success with the Hart Foundation, as the eighties sort of de- faded away and we became more and more into the nineties, that's when he became more of a success. When it became yes. still entertainment, but also wrestling was a part of it as well. Yeah. Um, and that and then then that's when you see Shawn Michaels rise to prominence and then Triple H, but following him and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, just change with times. Some people, yeah. some people are, be- uh, are built for different times. Um, I mean, even aside from all that personal stuff that happened, I don't think there's a place for Hulk Hogan in today's wrestling, not because there's anything wrong with him, it's just a different product. Yeah, definitely. Um, the end of this match, after he'd failed to pick Rick Rude up and nearly <sighs> dropped him, I was quite surprised he went for the gorilla press yeah. with Bobby Heenan, because he just dropped Bobby Heenan. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. I like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Just a quick comment on the finish for me. Uh, Heenan helps Rude grabbing the foot for the win. Yeah. I like that because it made it a bit more convincing because I think one of the <coughs> things at the time was who on earth is going to stop the Warrior for long enough to, pit, to yeah. beat him for the title and that, that made a bit more sense in how they did it I did quite like how Warrior goes straight after Bobby Heenan gets him and Rick Rude's just halfway up ramp yeah I like the fact that like when Warrior's running up the ramp 
Rude looks back and he almost has this, oh, fucking hell, sort of look on his face and then he runs back backstage. It's I quite funny. I don't think that was fake. No. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I went six out of ten. That's, that's what I gave it. It was fine. It wasn't great. Um, I do think Rick Rude, I like the rivalry they had with Warrior. I do think he could have run with a better opponent to show off what he was capable of doing. Because uh, he wasn't around, he was only around for a couple of years in the WWE, Rick Rude. Yeah. Um, was a lot more successful in WCW. Had some great matches with people like Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Um, again, check out WCW 1990s. Um, I was thinking it, it was at this point during this match yeah. that I was looking at this and I was thinking to myself, I was like, bloody hell, I've just pretty much watched an entire card yeah. of people that are dead. Bobby <laughs> Heenan's not alive anymore. No, that's true, yeah. Um, There's some. They're not all. Yeah, yeah. There is some. Um, let's let's go through. So the first match was Hercules has passed. Hercules, yeah. Uh, the boss man definitely has. I don't know if the one man gang has. I'm not sure. No. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Jetty obviously still alive. Yeah. Um, Brutus and Teddy Biossi are still alive. Virgil yep. is. Virgil. Um, the Bushwhackers and the Rujos are both alive. I think. Okay. Um, Mr. Perfect oh, and Owen Hart both passed yeah you're both absolutely passed. right uh, what else we got Demolition I don't think that Mr. Fuji I think has but I don't know if Dem- the powers of pain have Demolition yeah. definitely haven't um, Dino Bravo and Robbie Garvin Dino Bravo has Ronnie. passed I don't Ronnie. know about Ronnie Garvin but Dino Bravo has um, The Brain Busters they're, no, they're, both, they're both still going Strike Force yeah again still both okay I think um, Sadly, Donald Trump's still with us. <laughs> Rod- Roddy Piper has passed. Uh, Andre has passed. Big, Big John Stud, I believe he has, yeah. Jake uh, Roberts has not. Yep. Uh, Sherry. Sherry's passed away. Yep. Uh, Anvil. Anvil. That's it. Oh, and then Rude and Warrior, obviously. Rude and Warrior. Uh, and then we're on to. I don't know about Bad News Brown. Heenan's Heenan, we mentioned Heenan, Heenan has know. and Savage has and then Savage has uh, I don't think Bad News Brown has Duggan definitely hasn't yeah and I don't think the Red Rooster has either so but yeah I was just it just hit me like halfway through and I was like oh that's, think, that's mental think about that right and it, it, you're right it is mental but then take a second and think about this on the on 2nd of April this year this is a 30 year old show yeah true now but most of these men are I would imagine 20s, some will be mid 30s, pushing 40s. Yeah, yeah. So 30 years down the line, they're going to be you know pushing 70. Um, yeah, and I mean with the culture back then as well, it's not. <laughs> Are you saying that they weren't the most um, healthy of people <laughs> with their beer drinking? I'm, and I'm saying it's smoking I'm cigarettes saying it should be taken into consideration. <laughs> Uh, Lifestyle choices. Anyway, people. you said that when Andre the Giant and Jake Roberts came out, that was a turning point for you. This was my turning point. Okay. So we got Bad News Brown. Yeah. Taking on Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read what I've got here. Okay, I ain't got much. <laughs> Brown jumps Duggan off the bat. Yes. Not uh, not going to be a lot of wrestling here. No. There wasn't. This is just a straight up fight. Yep. I don't really see the point in this. Nope. Three out of ten. Bad News Brown versus Hacksaw. Not a good match. It's clunky. It's a brawler style match. It's pretty short. And it ends with a double DQ. 
chair versus two by four. Yeah. This is shit. Three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. Red Rooster versus Bobby Enum. Yep. I've got. Was over instantly. Rooster looked all right for 20 seconds. Red Rooster did a promo before. It was longer than the fucking match. It was. And I've written, Red Rooster is annoying. He needs to shut up. I don't like his hair, and I don't like his face. <laughs> um, I gave the match two out of ten. Okay. Uh, I would like to quickly talk about the Red Rooster. You can do that. <laughs> well, basically, the thing was, back in the 80s, obviously, Vince McMahon gave people gimmicks and whatnot. Terry Taylor, who was the Red Rooster, thought it was a piss take. I imagine he did. No, but this is the thing. Because he thought it was a piss take, he didn't properly go with it. Right. So he treated it like he tro- he treated it, correct <coughs> Englishes, like it was a pit, like it was a rib on him. Yeah. And I, can't, I forget what it was. It was I think it was Bruce Prickard doing an interview with somebody and saying it wasn't it wasn't a rib. He didn't appreciate the gimmick. He didn't want to do the gimmick. But if he'd have run with it, he could have been not maybe not a mega star, but he would have been a lot more successful than he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that. Some gimmicks in WWE were fucking ridiculous. And some people are still doing those gimmicks. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's a stupid as fuck gimmick. Yeah, yeah. But he actively he, he actively disliked it to the point where he did what he was asked to do. Didn't make it his own or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You take a Dusty Rhodes, for example, and the conspiracy theory with Dusty Rhodes in WWE... It was only around for about a year or so. But when it, the conspiracy theory with Dusty Rhodes was they gave him the polka dots and all that stuff to take the piss out of him. Right. And he just went, fuck this, I'm going to have some fun with it. And got over us fucking a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? And people remember... I mean, obviously, he, he did great work with NWA and WCW as well. But people remember Dusty Rhodes for how great he was and for how much fun they had watching him wrestle. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I don't know if Terry Tiller would have been that successful. I really don't think that, like... You could have put Dusty Rhodes in anything. As long as you give him a microphone, he's going to be over as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, like I said, they, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't know if this is fact or not, but it's the rumour that they tried to yeah, hamper yeah. him by doing that. And they basically, and he basically just went, no, well, I'm going to have some fun with it. And, you know, that's why he's one of the greatest. Yes. Um, but that's. Can't wait to watch some Dusty Rhodes matches. Do we get any? Uh, we get so one. one on. We get one. It's one on six. Yeah. Uh, that's the only one I can think of. Right. Yes. The Dusty Road, baby. <laughs> well, because he debuted just after this, and he left just before seven. Right. Um, anyway, my notes on this match are Rooster versus Heenan. Heenan comes down with the Brooklyn Brawler for some reason. Rooster wins in about two minutes. Is it even that? <laughs> Brawler attacks a rooster. I'm getting a one. How hard did he hit that ring post? Yes. Um, he sort the, of hit it the and man- bounced back. Yeah. The managers bump like fuck, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Heenan, in, he's of an age, yeah. when he's, and he's still doing some wrestling stuff, mm. hits that fucking turn post or whatever it's called. Ring post. Ring post, turn post. I was thinking turnbuckle and ring post. <laughs> and also takes that fucking drop from Warrior. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so you gave it one. I gave it a one. I completely understand. Um, I think I, I think the reason I gave it a two was more 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 than likely. Excuse me, uh, because of that fucking turnbuckle bump. Yeah, because he fucking lamped it. Uh, so that's that shit out of the way. Yeah, uh, we go to Gene. He's with Elizabeth. 
And this seems to be a legitimately emotional interview. The prom queen, Miss Alicia's. A little bit, yeah. Um, She's struggling it's, it's obvious if, it, if this isn't legitimate she does she does a real good job of this mm-hmm. um, right before we get on to this Miss Elizabeth actually married to Macho Man possibly or I don't know they was got, that a thing they got married at SummerSlam 1991 I don't know if that wrestling was married that's what I'm saying I don't right. know I feel like they were definitely together for a spell uh, whether they got married or not I would have to do some research okay Um. so yeah she's talking to me and Jean and yeah. she's Concerned, yeah. Well, she will be. She's she likes both guys. She's gonna be in a neutral corner. Yep. I'm already bored. She's <laughs> she's not been the ultimate warrior, ain't she? Is she? Is that what's happening? I, I don't know. <laughs> she's like I like these guys. Elizabeth is. I, I, this is probably the daft thing. A, a bit of an insensitive thing to say. I've just made that comment, but Elizabeth sadly has passed away as well. Yes. Um. Not because she nobbed the ultimate warrior. No. No, we don't actually think that's real either. No, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> oh, what, have I, what have I done? <laughs> so they do the interview, right? And then that's the last thing you're going to see before the match starts. Um, sets the scene. For no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know where this is I, going. I've just got, Tony says hi. <laughs> yeah. Because it cuts to Tony Schiavone, who goes, wow, the main event's next. Back to you, Gorilla. And it doesn't go uh, to fucking what, Gorilla. What he says is, oh. the exact words are... Okay. Um, wow, I've come back here to the dressing room. There's no one here. Everyone's moved out to watch the main event. Back to you. And then Sean Mooney, still in the crowd. Yes. And a load of people jump round him. Get that man a fucking ticket. One guy jumps in front of the camera and he's like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm here, yeah. pal. Get out of my fucking way. Ultimate professional for me, Sean yes. Mooney. Uh, and then <coughs> we have the main event. It um, takes fucking ages to get started. It does. It does. That's true. Yeah. Um, I looked at the time. There was thirty minutes. I think there was thirty-two or thirty-three minutes left. That sounds about right. I, I had it about that time. Yeah. <coughs> oh, can't stop coughing. <laughs> um, the match doesn't start for ten minutes. Surely it's it's ten minutes. And um, he's dicking about running around the ring. And... Yeah. Um. <laughs> So straight away you can see the difference in the styles here. Um, there's one Hall of Fame class wrestler in terms of wrestling ability, and it ain't fucking Hulk Hogan. Um, uh, yeah, I mean Savage is in terms of ability cut a cut above. We we you can see that. Every, an idiot could tell you that. You know what I mean? Um, we touched on it earlier with Hogan, though. That's not what he's all about. He's all about telling the story. Um, and I think between these two, and we'll get I'll get onto the specifics of why I think this is so great in a minute. Um, but you can see the difference in the styles. Savage does the heel bit really good. Uh, he's not in a rush to get it, to tangle with Hogan, um, and he's uh, doing a lot of the legwork. Yeah, he's yeah. doing a lot of the legwork. I've got it down here. Macho Man's carrying this match. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, in terms of wrestling. I think that's fair enough. Fair enough to say. Yeah. Uh, Hogan gets busted open. Um, what is the point in that? And what move? Probably I, I don't know, but probably one of them elbows he throws it. Yeah. Right. Because uh, I was I watching it and I'm thinking, I haven't seen him hit him with anything that yeah. should cause him to start bleeding. Yeah. There's also a point before this. He probably blades himself like Lou Albano. Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not quite as, uh, not. I mean, not Billy Jack Haynes level, but Lua ba- no. Barrow was fucking good. Um, there's a point before this as well where they're in some kind of lockup and Macho Man's grabbing Hogan's hair. So Hogan just grabs the front of his trunks and throws him out of the ring. Yeah. Both these wrestlers are cheating bastards. Hogan, it's not a secret. Hogan's it's a not, dirty fucking bastard. And then he stands on his face at one point, doesn't he? Just like... <laughs> yeah. oh, um, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean... I mentioned it earlier. Both guys are great at telling a story. I think the, the the story they tell here in terms of the match they're trying to sell is amazing. Elizabeth plays a part as well for a degree, which is like she's trying to show concern. She she stops Hogan from sending Savage into the post. Um, you know she gets in Savage's way more than once. Uh, Heaven just goes, now nah, then you, it's like you're up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the finish kind of just like explodes out of nowhere. Um. Hogan rallies after the uh, oh no sorry I missed the elbow drop so he hits the elbow drop kicks out how fucking far did he throw him <laughs> he went a long way didn't he he did um, he kicked out he kicked out so close um, Hogan rallies out of nowhere nails the boot hits the leg drop wins the match two times the heavyweight champion of the world yep um I wish I'd done a bit more comprehensive notes for that, um, because I really, I really enjoyed that. I think that's a very, very underrated WrestleMania main event. Really? I think so. I'm... I don't think it's one of the greatest. I'm not going that far, but I think it's when people talk about good main events, I don't think that gets talked about as much as it should. No, I think story storyline wise, um, definitely. I think actual what happens in the match could have been done a lot better. Okay. I was I. I think maybe it's because it took so long to start. I know that's building up of a story and stuff like that, but I don't know. I got See, I got I a think, little little bit bored when it was going a bit slow. Things like that can have an impact because I mean we've talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on here before, but like last year's WrestleMania's biggest case in point. Now, bear in mind, obviously we are English. We live in England. We are as apparent with our accent. Yes. What that means is there's a time difference. Yeah. So when you've got a wrestling event that starts at ten in the evening and is going to run till five in the morning. Yes. And then you have to wait six to seven hours for the main event, and they put a main event on that <laughs> is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. It ain't going to be the greatest match in the world to begin no. with. You know that going in. You know that before you. You know that when you wake up in the morning, getting ready for that to, at the night. Yeah. Just a matter of interest because I can't remember what was the um, main event at WrestleMania Thirty Three. Thirty Three. Yeah. Don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, you so did that on purpose, you prick. I did. Um, um, but, no, but when you, but the point I'm getting at is, and you've and even if even if you're in America and you're on the local time, that's still a long time to be watching a wrestling show. Yeah, you get injured, especially the people in the arena. You get injured. You, you know, you're tired. You look. You, you're you're hyped for it, but you you you've got only got so much energy. Yeah. And then the main event is fucking shit, and it's like. I do think I've said this before I do think I need to go and watch that main event again because I don't believe I've watched it since I saw it live and although I'm not expecting I genuinely can't remember what it is I although I don't expect I'm not expecting a classic but I think my situation because I did stay up to watch that live tarnishes my memory of that so I do think I need to see it again Um, tangent are you just not going to tell me are you outright not going to tell me what it is because I can't remember 
Oh, right, okay. It's dramatic. So, it's, <laughs> yeah. Bro- it's Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Oh, right, so it's Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns again. Yeah. Okay. WrestleMania 34. 33. Last year. Oh, 33? Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> 33, oh, fucking hell, is The Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Oh, right, yeah, okay. You prick. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, so I've not really got much more other than I thought the match was slow. Um, I felt a bit pissed off about it. Is it annoying you now, the music from It's just the suddenly, got, suddenly got louder, hasn't it? It has got louder. Um, I would like to say, just going on off on a tangent since we're talking about it, right? If you are a music producer and you spend this much time because we've been here a good couple of hours yeah yeah and he's been playing the same chorus over and over again if you haven't got that right in a couple of hours quit your job you <laughs> are doing something wrong I, I don't know enough about the music industry to have a comment uh, opinion on that to be or honest. maybe I've just worked with really good music producers Chris Raven singer songwriter podcaster not, extraordinaire ladies and gentlemen not even for my stuff like um the guy who did the Idle Dead stuff was amazing. He was like, right, do this, do this, do this. Everyone did it, and he was like, yep, that's cool, we've got that. <laughs> so anyway, off on a tangent. Yeah. Um, I gave it 5 out of 10. You get okay, I gave it 7.5. And I also put, yay, Hogan won, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just what you put? Yay, Hogan won, fuck off. <laughs> He actually has as Four, well. possibly five out of ten. I'm giving it a five. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't believe that's popped you so much. I don't know why. I think it's just right, you wanna? <laughs> On a whole, this WrestleMania started brilliantly. Um, are you done with the match? Are you happy to... Not, as, not as done as you for the sound <laughs> Do you know what? Can I be honest with you? I I, I can't believe people listen to this. <laughs> Why? Because we do. Oh, we fucking spiral, don't we? Well, never mind. It's all right. Oh right. There's going to be some fucking weird editing in this, by the way, guys. Cause it's we had all right. So apologies for that in advance. Um. Hey. You're all right. Hey. <laughs> um. Just my closing summer. Uh, not too big. Just uh, not too not too expansive. Just a quick thing. Um. I thought it was a great show. It was let down by some really fucking stupid, pointless matches and segments. Yep. Um, but, I mean, call me sentimental, maybe it's nostalgia. Um, I, but I did enjoy watching it again. Like, whereas whereas we had, we've had we done a couple, like WrestleMania 2 and 4, for example, the ones that jump out at me. I remember enjoying them when I was younger, watching them back and being a bit disappointed. Yeah. There were bits that I, I was a bit disappointed with with this one, but I thought on the whole I actually really liked it. Okay. I gave it 7 out of 10 overall. Okay, so I got on a whole, it started brilliantly. Um, it felt long. Like, it felt like a long pay-per-view to watch. And do you know what, um, <laughs> As it got I put down, as it got to the Piper's Pit, it really went downhill for me. Um, there was some great matches and there were some awful ones too. It's not the worst one, but it's also not the best one. I expected it to be far better. Six out of an overall ten points. Very fair. So, at what we've seen, what did you think was better than this? Um, I don't remember your individual scores. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, Love that review system. There was the, the was it WrestleMania three? I can't I can't fucking remember which one's which. Um, one definitely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I have a hard time thinking it was two. 
And I don't think it was four from what you said. I Which can't imagine. Four I, was the tournament, wasn't four it? Four was the tournament. Two was the three venues. Yeah. And number three was the Silverdome, Hot Hogan and Andre. I think maybe the Hogan and Andre one I enjoyed better. Okay, that that makes sense. I can I can say, I don't necessarily agree. But I would I, have to, I would have to go back through. Yeah. But what I'm thinking of doing because I've still got all my notes saved. What okay, I'm thinking cool. of doing when we get to ten, when we get to episode ten. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look at all my ratings and I'm gonna put them into a top ten of the first ten. Cool. I don't still have mine, so that's. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, we can just listen back to the end of the episode. Yeah, that's cool. See what you um, thought of it. Yeah. So. Um, I have got this to say on closing of this. The closing ceremony. So, I've given it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. WrestleMania 6 is next. (laughs) This mania I've watched almost every year since it happened. I can't wait to review this one, although I am a little bit scared that it won't live up to my expectations having to review it rather than just watching it because of... The great matches I remember before, and also the two worlds colliding. It's Icon versus Icon. It's Hero versus Hero. We've got Warrior versus Hogan. Main event. It's going to be amazing. It's the ultimate challenge, brother. And oh, it's just fantastic. See, just, I oh, I didn't hit you with a, an interesting little factoid last time. Got rolling into WrestleMania five. I've got. To, I don't think I'm going to surprise you with any for WrestleMania Six. I feel like you would know them all. I don't know massively ins and outs of everything. Like, okay, so I know I, I know some of the matches and I know what happens. I can remember most of it. This might be real common knowledge to a lot of people listening. Uh, you might already know this. I would be surprised if you don't. But I'd be really, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to in your face if you did didn't know this. It so... wasn't real. It was all staged. <laughs> no, you've dreamt it. <laughs> um, no, uh, so. We touched on Rhythm and Blues earlier. Yes. They don't wrestle at WrestleMania 6. They do a live music performance. Yes, they do. They do. They get ambushed by the vendors who are, in fact, the Bushwhackers. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Did you know? Do you know who's driving the Cadillac? It's Diamond Dallas Page. It is. That, I thought I knew you would know. Yeah, that's my little fact toy. But I, it's, as we get progressively like down the timeline, it gets a bit harder for me to get these things out. Yeah. Um, um, I only know that because... I didn't know that for ages and ages and ages. And then one time I was watching it, and I was like, "That's Diamond Dallas Page," <laughs> and I was like, "No, surely not." Because as far as I remembered, until the the later on invasion thing of yeah. WCW, I thought like, he was never in WWE. Like he was always with WCW, yeah. so he would have always trained with WCW. Yeah, not the case. No, and that's his Cadillac as well. Yes. Um, yeah. So great stuff. Um, WrestleMania Five. I enjoyed it. Um, I do think that it's upwards from here. Quality we're going to see is going to get better. Yeah, it um, is. I'm looking forward to not getting them out of the way. That's the wrong way of putting it. But um, once we hit WrestleMania's, once we get WrestleMania 6 and 7 out, uh, once we're done with those, not get them out of the way, that's not what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But once we've done WrestleMania 6 and 7, we hit 8 and then 9 and so on, that's when we start getting more like fleshed out cards rather mm-hmm. than rather than cramming everybody onto one big card. Um, and that's when I think you'll see. A difference in the match. I was going to say the quality improved, but we've got WrestleMania 9 to do. Um, <laughs> right. I'm not going to shit on it, because I actually, as a fan, I really enjoy it. But if you're looking for quality, it ain't the place to go. It's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like going to McDonald's. Right. You want, 
you know, if you just want something to eat, you, you like burgers or chicken nuggets, get your scent in. If you're looking for the highest quality cuisine on the market, you're in the wrong place, Treacle. But more on that good, in a few good, weeks. Good, good. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's some, I mean, I don't know if my phraseology is right, but I feel like we're about there with what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um so just trying to think if there's anything else that we need to cover that we've not already done. Um Check out as I, as I mentioned. Uh, if you're in the any of the areas this weekend, check out uh, Progress, at Bournemouth Saturday, Birmingham Sunday. Uh, if you're in the Sheffield area, come down to Breed, uh, Sheffield City Hall, the Breed event, not to Breed. That's just weird. Yeah. Um, Sheffield City Hall on the 17th of March. Walk about uh, beforehand. Walk about beforehand from one o'clock. Grab a beverage, get some merch. Sugar Doug is going to be there. It's worth coming just for that. Um, it's going to be a great day. We're going to be there. If you know who we are and you want to say hello, then please feel free. Um, everyone welcome, always. Um, yeah, I don't think... I think you, you mentioned Wrestling With My Mind. It's going to be coming soon. That, hopefully, will be bef- the first episode. I'm going to do a preview this week, just to tell you what it's all about. That'll be up online, maybe like a three-minute little clip. Um and then hopefully a full episode next week. Might only be a short one because yeah. I think I'm doing it on my own and I don't have any interviews booked for it. Okay. Unless that changes over the next week or so. Yeah. Um, it will just be me fleshing out like how I want to structure the podcast yeah, and yeah. let everyone know how it's going to be. Yeah. And then through further episodes, um, I have got some fucking good guests coming on look forward to it now I'm, now I'm looking forward to that uh, we'll be tweeting our, uh, you, I mean, you'll be tweeting more about it we'll obviously be forwarding that information on our on Grandis stage uh, Grandis underscore stage excuse me as well so keep it if you follow us on there uh, keep an eye out for uh, Chris's posts about that as more information becomes available ice spots and chair shots is a thing um, <laughs> it is a thing. We've, we've got Mitch from Breed coming on this week. That is pretty cool. Uh, you know, if, if Whitehead's sick, then I might listen to that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, in all seriousness, that's cool. Um, me and Paul are hoping to start fresh off the canvas soon. Uh, nothing 100% finalised, but we are very, very, very close to being good to go on that one. Uh, again, we'll post that. Any insight into what it's about? Or? Uh, it's just going to be a general, it's just going to be a different take on, um, I said different take, it's going to be our, our own review on wrestling. We're going to try and do a couple of different bits, um, hopefully try and get some people on as well. Um, just just basically, I mean, I'll level with you, I just enjoy doing high spots with you guys and I want to do something similar. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, so. Uh, need, some, uh, need some great wrestling chat <laughs> can't well, wait to hear Paul's input well it's either, well, it's either one of two ways I'm either <laughs> going to be using the dynamite dropping thing all the time <laughs> which I am fine with because I will be the Bob Uecker of the podcast world or alternatively uh, Paul's going to be absolutely levering it out of the park and I, I'm, I mean I, I, all seriousness I'm not I'm not concerned it's gonna no I am waiting for him to impress the fuck out of me to be fair I think when he get, we, we touched on this on our uh, on the High Spots Drunk Cast just before Christmas, which, if you've not listened to it, listen to part three just to upset Black Magic. Um, <laughs> but when, when, once we got... I think when we put him on spot and ask him what he thinks of summer, he's a bit like, yeah, it was yeah, all right. Yeah. Once, he's, once, he's, once he's planned it, he's written stuff down, he's actually quite good. Um, I'm sure he plagiarised Dave Meltzer for one of them things. He was doing it all night. <laughs> <laughs> he's just reading things out someone else had written. Dynamite dropping, Paul. Uh <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, we'll be tweeting more information about that at, when, once it becomes available. Uh, so 
we're doing a lot of podcasting stuff at the minute because we like to talk about we've got things to talk about uh, and we like to talk about wrestling we like to talk about other shit you know um, and we like to communicate mm-hmm. I think that's important and going back to what we said at the start you know don't be afraid to communicate with each other uh, communication keeps keeps helps people keep people healthy mentally it's quite it's very important um, I run out of things to say yes that are relevant okay. <laughs> um, so Thank you for your patience with us this week, everybody. Uh, a little bit later than expected due to um, unforeseen scheduling conflicts. So nothing that can be done about it. It's what it is. But thank you for bearing with us. Uh, support we've had over the last couple of episodes as well, to be fair, in terms of like sort of numbers we've had for people checking us out. Um, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, any feedback is always welcome. We always say that. Um, and we just want to sort of you know keep bringing you great WrestleMania of respective content. Yeah. I um, I'm really enjoying doing this. Like I fi- once we finish one, I want to watch the next one straight away. I need to get into a better routine here because like <laughs> because I basically watch it the day before, which I think's not bad. It's not. I mean, ba- it's it gives not... you bad time. Like sometimes you have to rush it if you do it like that. Yeah. But it's a lot fresher for you to talk about. I mean, I watched. You this watched. One. You watched this quite early, didn't you? Yeah, I watched yeah. this one like two weeks ago. I watched it last night, <laughs> and then like today, I went, "Oh shit, I can't remember." Like I've written notes, but I can't really remember what everything I wanted to talk about. So I'll I level with you. Kind like, of skip through it today to just. I didn't realize it was as long as it was. Yeah. So I got in last night. I, got, I think they're I, all about four hours. I now. stuck it on it. Yeah, I stuck it on at about seven o'clock. And I saw the timing for it, and I actually went out loud, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> because I have to. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not a problem. And it's and as I mentioned before, I, I do enjoy, I enjoyed it, but um, just crammed it in. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So now I feel like I'm rambling, so I apologise. That's fine. <laughs> give the give them the Twitter. The Twitter. Yes, we're on Twitter uh, at Grandest Underscore Stage. We're on the Anchor app. Search for Grandest Stage send us things we're on all your podcast services and I mean all the podcast services yeah. we're on iTunes we're on Google eventually we're on Spotify we're on Stitcher we're on Pocket Casts what the fuck is Pocket Casts I don't know but we're on it so check us out uh, Breaker uh, I'm sure we're on something else we're on Anchor you can listen to us on that as well audio audio listening it's everywhere um, yes so from me my name is Neil from the wonderful Mr Chris Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you putting up with one, my coughing through the whole of this episode. Two, the interruptions. That Speed, we have. Yeah, it's three. Me needing to go for a week halfway through. <laughs> it's, no, yeah, it's yeah. Thank if you've got if you if you have made it this far. Thank you so much. It's been it has been a bit more of a struggle than we'd like. I think I think today has been um, a reason to maybe not use this studio again. Or maybe feel, use a different time. I feel like that's probably right. I mean, we don't, well, to be fair, we're only here because of um, we're only in this time because of obviously we mentioned before scheduling yes. conflict. We don't Normal normally scheduling we don't normally do this time or day, do we? Um, um, I've got a good idea for next time. We're going to check it out next time. Excellent news. Um, what I'm going to do next time is have the mania up on a screen. So if we need to skip to anything to look at it, we can do it. I did that on WrestleMania 2 on my phone. Did you? Yeah, I forgot the ending to the whole Kogan match. So I thought, oh, you're talking about it. <laughs> uh, anyway. We've, been, we've, we've, we've gone behind the curtain here, haven't we? <laughs> we have. Anyway, brilliant. Thank you for everyone who's checked us out. Um, as Neil said, send us messages. Tell us what 
if there's anything else you'd like us to talk about if there's anything else you'd like us to do uh, if you have any ideas for the podcast anything if you just want to tell us about wrestlemania if you just want to tell us about your wrestling experiences we want to hear about it um last episode we had a few twitter people coming in talking to us um at breed i'm going to take my microphone with me i feel like that's fair um yeah, yeah. i'm going to find the people we spoke to last time and I'm going to talk to him okay. with a microphone. So get ready, people. I'm coming for you. It's going to be like fucking Mr. Shake Hands Man off Jackass or something, <laughs> isn't it? He's going to walk up to him and just fucking stick microphone in his face and go, You wrestling! Talk now! Banzai! <laughs> Good night, everybody. End the podcast. Okay. Bye. Ah, just kidding, we're still here. Uh, right, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're actually going to fuck off now. Okay. You are- Good night, everybody. Bye.